Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. Welcome to Coffee Time. Today I've got Pumpkinberry grabbing a coffee with me. Hello, PB. Hello. Thanks for hanging. Thanks for hanging. Do you have your cup? I know you were like really excited for this. I do. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, actually really cool. What is that? It's um the replicant empathy test. So it's from oh, Blade Runner. Yeah, 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 yeah. It says Blade Runner approved on it. I um, love it. So is good. that the uh okay. We're gonna start this off real great now. Um because okay. I think that's like one of Wax Stevens' most like prized movies. Um, Blade Runner? The newest one. I think he said, he said to me, he was like, I will never watch that again. Really? The, yeah, that one. You didn't like it? No, no. He was like, it was so good. Yeah, I could it was never really watch good. it again in my yeah, life. That was really good. I and agree. I feel like I did that movie such a disservice because the only time I've seen it was on like a flight with like oh, no, no earphones. <laughs> And I was just watching this. The subtitle. <laughs> this good movie, though. I don't know. You know, I, I would have never bought a mug for it. I mean, just I wish I had done audio. Would have yeah. been great if they released it with audio, you know. God. <laughs> yeah, I only watched it. You know, I actually do that so much on flights. I don't know if, if you do anything like weird on flights. But my weird thing is like watching other people's movies despite having no sound. I'm just bored out of my fucking mind and I'm too lazy to turn on mine. So I just like, I think I've watched um, Kong. Um, I've watched the Rampage movie. I've watched the new Mission Impossible. I watched, uh, what's that, Spider-Man Homecoming? I saw that. I have no idea, but I also do the same thing. I mean, <laughs> if it's on and I play this game with myself, like how yeah, quickly yeah. can I guess which movie it is? Yes. Like, do I know what they're watching? Yes, 100% <laughs> of the time. It took me a while to figure out if Rampage was Kong um, because it was just two giant, giant gorillas just beating the shit out of a city. Um, oh, yeah. So I, yeah, I, it took me like a really long time to figure that out. And then I saw The Rock. And then he jumped out of like an airplane or something like a cargo ship. It's a really fucking cool movie. I wish I had sound. Like <laughs> what's weird is I'll never go back and watch these movies. Yeah. Cause you're like, I've I sort of seen it. Yeah. You're like, I, it's all right. I know. I don't I know. Need to watch that. Um, apparently the new mission impossible is really fucking good. And I did that a disservice again. I didn't even have subtitles for that. So I just watched I I haven't the seen movie. It, I guess. So it's yeah, that's really usually good. it. Most people don't have subtitles on, so you're kind of just watching it like, what do I imagine they are yeah. saying right now? <laughs> yeah. I never have those stories where, like, somebody's watching, like, porn or they're watching, like, an explicit movie. Do you? Do you? I see that face. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, I oh yeah. That's, I want to hear That's this. happened to me at least three times. Once on, like, a long flight, super long flight, a guy, you know, a couple rows over was definitely watching porn. And uh, which is weird because there were like kids in the row above yeah, me. Like, it's just weird. And That's then strange. also um, on the subway to Toronto, on the on the train to Toronto. On the subway? On the train, sorry. On the train to Toronto, yeah. Jeez. This guy watching porn on his iPad. How? Okay, because so, that requires you to download to it. That's weird. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean. In public? Yeah, that's I think that's probably what what weirded me out. I mean, do what you want, I guess, in the in go into the bathroom at least, but don't just like sit there and watch it like it's like junk TV. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's the yeah, that's the weird thing about it too. Like yeah, like they're just sitting there with it. a cup of coffee. Like oh yeah, okay, I guess yeah. I'll watch this. Like good oh, form. you know, good for mine. <laughs> mm. They work for like some national critics review board or something that we don't mm -hmm. know about. Mm -hmm. That is how people get best seen. Yes, um, this classifies as this rated type of porn. <laughs> I've watched the whole thing. Can confirm. Oh, that's how they get the like 
the the popular in the public uh, tags if they ever have yeah. those they're like yeah i sat on a train watched this and a total of three people actually looked over their shoulders to see what i was looking at and one even watched it with me so it's an a rate <laughs> so weird it's real good i okay that there's some fucking weird shit that happens in toronto like there's some weird shit there's an ongoing meme in my channel where um whenever i go outside to smoke a joint there's a guy like usually around 1 a.m he just starts like like kind of like zombie dragging himself mm -hmm. um through the streets and he just i think i've met this guy he just yells <laughs> he he laments no, I'm not kidding he's like soap and water that's all he says he's like soap and water how can anyone forget basic human needs like that's all he says over wow. and over again i think though because he looks pretty clean i think he's yelling at other people for not showering like it seems like a oh like a like a pre like he's preaching for other people to shower because yeah. he's pretty he's pretty clean for a homeless guy like he eventually yeah. he starts talking about like i, I don't know he uh, it's always the same sentence and he always goes the same route so he always gets the same distance away and i only ever hear the same thing but eventually he goes on about showers so like that's the that's just like one weird guy did did you hear that we had a goatsy the other night yeah you want to do you want to like tell an, the world like though i actually don't but like <laughs> okay i mean i mean if anyone on the internet knows about goatsy we saw one in real life and um you know the weirdest part though is that she started like using the um garden hose um yeah. like using it and that's like i just don't fucking understand what heroin does to you if that's you know like i smoke weed and that just makes my legs tingle a couple times and i'm like oh right but like how does heroin put you in that happy of a place that you can just I, shove a garden hose <laughs> toronto's fucking weird man toronto's fucking weird we have, a, we have an epidemic dude it's really sad i don't know if you yeah. if you see um a lot of a lot of the the weirdness here that we get um as far out as you are but like it, being in the core it's it's bad it's really really bad yeah uh, it's a shame too like i don't know i don't know what's happening with it but on the daily there's i think i see like more and more and more and more homeless people coming into my neighborhood i think because there's a bunch of condos like pushing them over um and there's a lot of like help uh stations nearby so just kind of gets grouped up and then it turns into like a worse area and i i'm like you know i feel guilty like i'm a part of it you know what yeah. i mean like it being in the middle of it it feels there's a little bit of yeah. like guilt here being a part of that gentrification it's super fucking weird yeah um oh yeah i guess especially with the new newish neighborhood that you're kind of in i see right yeah like um, it's, it's a one-year-old condo you know yeah it's strange uh, we, we have a um we have that here as well like my area um in fact i just saw somebody yesterday and i saw somebody last week while i was driving mm. um and their sign said hungry hungry hobo no yes Jeez. and i was like i have to stop but it was one of those huge intersections that was oh. you know i had to go once the light turned and i didn't really have time and when I went back, he was gone. But I was like, I will, I will buy that hungry, hungry hobo. Oh my god! Oh fucking lunch. God. Um, There's one nearby that makes fun of himself for um, money. I think it, it's in like a. It, I I hope to him it's endearing. You know, obviously yeah. there's like some level of embarrassment there, but 
um, like the sign that he carries around. I think he's got a new one every couple of days and he, he makes fun of like how he looks or something. And yeah, he's like, you know, like, obviously I need a shower. Like, can I have a couple bucks? Something like that, you know, like some something like that. So we'll try and give them money uh, when we when we can. There's a couple people here that are like really aggressive. Like they come up and they're like, do you have do you have change? And I'm like, I'm I'm just smoking a joint. I'm so sorry. But then they're like, yeah. they're like reaching for my pockets to be like, check. Like yeah. I, heard a, I heard a jingle check and I'm like, ma'am, please. I'm, yeah. I'm just trying to smoke a joint, please, for the love of God. And it was my keys. I don't, yeah, like, I it's don't just, carry change it's just anymore. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Like if I have change, I, I try to give it to a homeless person now that I see because I, I, I mean, I just don't like carrying change. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't like either. It. So I will do like a you know, meal or coffee or something mm. like I will walk into a place and then just be like, uh, I'm just going to buy lunch for this, you know, person on this thing and they're going to come in and get it, but I'll pay for it now. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll do that and then I'll go in and I'll just be like, it's over there if you want it. That way it's not like, you know, I get someone that. We'll eat it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and or, that's kind of like, it's weird. It feels so weird to, to say that, like to talk about it too. But at the same time, like it's a, um, it's a reality, right? Like, what do we, yeah. I can't give a dollar to every single person that I see that asks for money. I try you know to. I was homeless, right? I was too. Yeah, I was too. Yeah, I actually yeah, didn't yeah. know that you were homeless, but yeah, I was yeah. homeless too. So I like immediately empathize with everybody. We've had people yeah. come up and start like fucking screaming at us for not having money. And like a couple of the times I've, you know, I've been angry back, but like the other times I'm like, fuck dude, how, you know, where, where's the bottom for you that you're getting mad at me yeah. now? But yeah, I, I didn't know that you were, you were homeless. I don't, yeah, um, I lived out of my car for a little while Damn. when I was 18. Damn. I was uh, living on the, uh, I was living right behind my house on train tracks. Like we had the typical like suburban fences and everything were like eight, nine feet tall. So when my mom mm -hmm. kicked me out, I grew up there. So I knew there was like a nice little like hovel near the train tracks. So I just went behind my mom's house and was homeless there. I was, I was really, really lucky that I had a girlfriend that her mom would like put me up at night so I didn't have to like sleep out in the cold. Oh, yeah, okay. But every, it was like every day I'd, I'd leave at like 8 a.m. I'd put myself up in like, I was wearing like two pairs of joggers, one pair of jeans, like one pair of like long johns, four socks, five shirts. Cause it was, it was like middle of the winter too. So that was, yeah. that was pretty bad. But, yeah. uh, Fuck, man. I immediately empathize now with people because of that. Like, yeah, especially that's actually here in the why I that's actually why I uh, prefer to, you know, buy food if I can, because yeah. somebody did that for me. Um, I was working like three oh. jobs at the time. And um, I, I guess someone was in the parking lot and this was at a, a server job. I was a waitress at this one place. And so I guess somebody was waiting for the rest of their party to arrive in the parking lot. And they saw me like putting the rest of my clothes on in the car real quick after I pulled in and apron yeah. and whatnot. So I walked in, I ended up serving them. And after her whole meal, I remember this because this was so weird. She came up and she said, Oh, I want to buy another meal to go. And I remember thinking like, you literally just had like Jeez. so much food. Oh my God. And, but then I thought, okay, maybe somebody's at home. You know, I'm not judging her. I was just surprised. Uh, you know, maybe she's bringing something for a sick sibling at home or something. Uh, anyway, she ended up leaving it on my car with a note like, cause you can see, I live out Aww. of my car. Like my cat, my kitten was in my car, you know? Aww. So it's like, yeah, we, yeah. Um, she ended up leaving food with a note and I saw it when my shift ended and I was like, what? And that meant so much to me. Cause I had like a can of beans. 
at the yeah. time. That was yeah. the other option. So I got to have a delicious, juicy like burger and fries, and yeah, it was it was really good. So that's why I default to trying to buy a meal. I hear, yeah, I think I was taught by my mom growing up to buy a meal. I've I don't think I've ever actually been able to I've never been in a position I mean like maybe I have when I'm drunk or something and I'm forgetting it you know if we go to um like we're about to go to TwitchCon right when I go mm-hmm. um I think last time I went to San Diego there was a huge sponsored event that I had where we were in that uh, that stadium um yeah. do you remember the TwitchCon party that was in the stadium and there was like I don't know if you saw there was a huge stadium event yes um I, I was on the I stage was there for, that. for that one. Oh, really okay no yeah I think I, I only went that one year Really? I thought you were there yeah. the year before as well. Mm-mm. Okay. So in San Diego, there's a massive fucking baseball stadium right near the convention center. And they Omen mm. hosted like this Heroes of the Storm tournament. And I, they're like, yo, do you want to come on stage and play Heroes of the Storm? And I was like, yeah, I've never fucking played of in my life. Of course I fucking do. Like, of course, I've never played in my life. Let's go. Um, I did terribly. But we celebrated after that by buying like fucking eight extra large pizzas and i think we had four of them left over so we we wandered around for like an hour trying to find someone to give these pizzas to like oh we couldn't well okay so no that was the weirdest thing we were we were eating them all inside of our hotel lobby and then we were just like holy shit we ordered way too much pizza like what did we do somebody was like let's leave it on the curb and i was like okay but yeah that feels a little weird so like I was standing outside like smoking and like walking up and down the block for like 30 minutes to an hour trying to find someone like, dude, we have pizza. Like, please, please come eat our pizza. We don't want it to go to waste. There was some I, I think we made some guys night. That was really, I think, the only time I've ever been able to give food because most of the time I'm just like carrying around money. And there's like a Tim yeah. Hortons right there. But yeah. I feel like you can you can tell usually as well um, what's going to happen with the money as soon as you give it away. It's like. It's just a fact of the the matter, I think, especially living here. I've had my eyes open to that. I, the first day we moved here into this neighborhood, which is only three blocks north from where we used to live. The first day we're like coming out of a, a convenience store and there's a guy just he just pops open a fucking syringe and flicks off the little orange bit and gets ready to strap in. And I was like, oh, OK, you know, like, dude, I'm so glad there's a clinic literally right behind you that yeah. can take you. But like. There's um, I just, like there's just a I guess a degree of separation that you get after that. Like they just you just become a little uh, desensitized, I guess, to yeah. it. Yeah, such yeah. a shame, man. Such a shame. It it is, and I I I think we can go out of our way to try to find ways to ground us and remind us of these things. But yeah, it is it is difficult. Um, especially the more you see it, and the more you say, okay, well you know, what can I do? There's not really a lot of awareness in the city of Toronto and a huge drive to say, this is what we should be doing, or here's what you can do, general public, to try to help this situation. Yeah. Um, Like we had Seth Rogen doing PSAs for the Toronto subway, but like, yeah, there's not a lot done for the homeless a lot of the times. Um, I, I find um, I, I, there was like a there was a there's a parking lot nearby that was going to uh, going to be I think it's like proposed for a condo. You know, they do that thing. They put up yeah. a billboard. They're like, we have projected a change and no one actually fucking does Cares anything. Until it starts being built. And yeah. then they're like, I didn't want this condo yeah. here. Yeah. So someone went around 
and they they just like this was i had my eyes open to it a little bit because they went around and they wrote um take care of the fucking homeless you assholes on like every single one of those and i was like oh my goodness like geez again like I, my first thought is what's driving that person to do this you know what's yeah. the what's the underlying factor um vio and i have found like a we found a nice little um kind of area here where there's like a nice little grass patch and there's a beautiful mm -hmm. like garden across um i think i've told you about it before uh, yeah maybe yeah there's this amazing amazing 80 year old man um his name is glenn he he lives on this little neighborhood street that's like next to this main street of ours. And this spot that we found, we can kind of see him going about his daily day. Um, he's got like a beautiful backyard. Like oh, it, it's so amazing. I can't wait to show you when you come over. He's got his whole house is like covered in ivy. Um, his whole like his windows are like stained glass. Um, he's got an amazing backyard. We met the one night as he was chasing raccoons out of his fucking deck. And it was like, it was like a life as a sitcom moment because like he came out, starts banging on the deck no. and he sees us and he's like, oh, hey, like, how's it going? Right. Goes back inside and then out of his fucking tree, this little raccoon head pops up. Pops You know, like the, you know, the, this, the, the typical ragtags music that I play mm -hmm. when they, they, I just, that's the song I always imagine. Boom, 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 boom. Boom. <laughs> Um, and he, he, so he's an, an awesome and interesting guy because mm -hmm. whenever we, we've started to like talk to him now, we're, you know, we're on a name to name basis and he's been telling us about his, his husband who unfortunately has, um, ALS in his throat and, um, Oh, that must be hard. Yeah. Yeah. We, he started like venting to us about it. So we kind of realized that we've become maybe this like little therapy spot for him in his day. Um, because he, the one day he realized he's like, he's like, yeah, I, Maybe I talk so much because Ray can't talk. You know, he doesn't they, they share notes. They have to share notes like he he sits there and writes a note on his pad and and then he'll pass it over to, to Glenn and Glenn will read it and and then he'll talk out loud. And, so, and I think he was telling us like he's got an iPad now and they have a text to speech app. Um, but he's like vigilant in this community, which is so rare. I like I've not found anybody yeah. in Toronto like that so far. He. He tells me all the time he gets on the, um, you know, the garbage collectors. Uh, they have that, like, they drive the, the Zamboni around. They have that huge fucking arm. Um, so he's like, he tells me he gets on his ass all the time because he's a little, like, lazy. And sometimes he sees him sleeping. So he'll, like, call and report him. He calls and, like, make sure the officers in the area that are, like, loitering should actually be out doing something. And he's like, he talks about, like, these, um, these condos nearby that he's helped uh, get an artist space. Like he helped get like the the top three floors soundproofed or something for artists, yeah, um, so that, that artists in Toronto crazy? could move in. Like, well, just one you, man, one man. Those, yeah, I know. When those condos go up, if you're actually loud enough, they will listen just so they can build their condo. Yeah. So you can say we want the bottom floors. Yeah. Okay, you can build this condo, but the communities decided these bottom floors need to be for shops. It's. It's and amazing. that, you know, you have yeah. to charge, you know, that we all agree whoever owns it has yeah. charge over the rent space. So, yeah, like that's it's nuts. It's incredible. You it's, can it's do like, that. Yeah. I, I never this it's kind of like a community thing that I've only ever seen in movies. Civic duty. Right. It, yeah. And he's community. doing it. Mm -hmm. He's doing it. I think he's been there for 40 years now. He said 40 years in the same spot. 
Do you think that's why that generation in general mm. says the younger generation is super apathetic? Because um, we don't really, as a generation, have a civic duty? I think it's it, potentially, but it's also just like that. I think that's the, the, uh, the thing. You know, it's every every generation is always going to look like they yeah. had it easier in comparison because you're looking from the top of this fucking mountaintop. Yeah. You see them climbing it a little bit quicker, a little bit easier. They've got jobs a little younger than you. They're figuring yeah. things out. You know, they've got technology. But um, I think it's easier for them to see the disconnect that we go through. Um, yeah, you, do you think that it is easier for us than it was for them? I'm to, just curious. To do... To um, yeah. What? Really? I think so. I mean, we I have, think it's the opposite. Really? Really? Yeah. Well, I think, I think it's a different, it's, I could, if I could like relate this to streaming somehow, like a lot of people mm. always ask me, like, is it easier or harder now to get partner? Um, yeah. and, and I always say like, it's a lot easier to get partnership now, but that doesn't fucking matter because seven years ago was seven years ago. No one's getting, yeah. you know, like what matters is now. So it's yeah. relative, but yeah, I, I would say so. We have we have a lot at our fingertips, you know, a lot, a lot yeah. more. And it that has like consequences, but I think yeah. the upsides are a lot. Why do you why do you think no? Like Well, because the median household income from, you know, our parents' generation is the same as it is today. But inflation, like we, you know, our generation has to, generally speaking, go to school to get a job. You're saddled with debt our parents didn't have. Right. You know, like our parents' generation, they were having like, they were buying their own home and having kids at 25. Now it's like our generation can't even really look at doing that until they're in their mid to late 30s because otherwise they won't, you know, you're just struggling to survive and get an apartment and buy a home, let alone, yeah. you know. Yeah. I think it depends just, where you where you live as well, too. Like we're... A lot of the times we're talking like if we're talking about somebody who's going to get a get a degree in something and then try and go and work at Google. So they have to move mm -hmm. down to X say yeah. kind of a byproduct of the job that you're chasing. Like if you if you wanted to do IT and you just did IT for like the small town police station that where you live, yeah. like you could probably get a relative wage and still live there. Right. Um, except that. Oh, except that when you go. I mean, I have friends who went to school for g general degrees, not even specific things mm. like doctorships and, and things like that, that had to go work at Starbucks after because all of these jobs that are being posted are with experience, seven years or a degree. And if mm -hmm. you just come fresh out of school, you're getting like intern jobs with, they expect you to have degrees with intern jobs. It's insane. Yeah, I... See, I know absolutely nothing about the corporate world and the slightest. Yeah. I mean, at the same time with with having a degree, I don't I don't even have a degree. I don't even have Neither a diploma. Do I. I got very apply. lucky, though. You know, well, that's, I was going to ask you, do you think these like these postings? Because I see a posting where it's like minimum seven years experience. Like, OK, well, yeah. I'm going to fucking apply anyways and yeah. try and convince you. Do you think a lot of people just see that and they're like, oh, like that's I can't. Nah. Uh, probably yeah. unlike you i will apply anyway and hope yeah. i get an interview however everything with that technology is now like digitalized so usually right. you have to apply online and they just filter out anything that doesn't fit the requirements right okay. so they don't even bother contacting people see that's a that it's interesting because uh, you saying that made me bring it back to uh homelessness for a minute where mm -hmm. people without phones are so fucking disadvantaged Yep. where it's like if you don't have a smartphone that can access the internet that's a basic human necessity at this point is the internet 
Yeah, um, so thankfully, too. you know, thankfully, like we have like the library and, and such, but geez, um, I don't, I don't know though. I don't know. I, I sincerely think that if you, if you get a degree and you are like trying to literally apply your degree to everything from then on, like if you're like, I have my degree in this and this is what I will go into from now on. And that like, like yeah. that is my profession. I can see the hill and I will climb that hill. And you never consider like applying that degree to any other job. Um, yeah. And you're just going for those like minimum seven years. I feel like it's easy to get caught up in that trap. But I think that's also like a byproduct of that's uh, just like the North American dream, right? That's the yeah. you, you get saddled with debt at an early age. Because the more the more that I find out about Europe and the more that I, I hear from other friends that, that live there constantly and how different but same-ish it is. Like they obviously yeah. they have debt over there, but it's not the main fucking focus like credit and debt in america yeah. is, is huge that's well yeah because the thing yeah it's a, yeah not so much I in think, canada though not not as much in canada as it is in north america man did i ever tell you when i first came here um obviously i did i had didn't have my health care yet mm. and i i got sick and i remember going to the doctor's office and they were like oh you know you're american and you'll have to pay for your visit and the whole fucking waiting room went quiet when she said that and I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, I'm fucking used to that. That's what we do where I'm from. So yeah, I have to pay for my visit. Even if I have insurance, it's usually a reimbursement program. So I'm like, yeah, yeah that's fine. And she leans in and is like, it'll be $60 though. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, bitch, that's like, that's like just to see the doctor where I'm from. That's not even anything else after that. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I laughed. I laughed. I, I, I mean, I didn't, you know, I chuckled a little bit and I was like, it's, a, it's a lot more where I'm from. So yeah, that's a steal. Thank you. Jeez. You know, that is, it, yeah. that is like, I feel like that, it, that happened with VO and I as well. I was going to say, I feel mm -hmm. like that's like the most Canadian thing. Um, that happened with Vio and I as well, where, where like we had to go in and pay and Vio was like, Oh, but we're going to have to pay. We're going to have to pay. And I was like, baby, it's like 70 bucks, 70 yeah. bucks. Like, that's it. She's like, what about the meds? Like, that's like 30 bucks. Like, yeah. we're okay. We're okay. I mean, I say this, but I just spent like $150 on medication last week. So yeah. I got fucked, but it was like three different things, right? Your yeah, medication, I was just say, medication, some of them is not depression medication. Covered, yeah. 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 Well, I'm 25 now, so OHIP yeah. doesn't cover anything anymore. The poor, the pharmacist was like, she was like, oh, well, this isn't going to be, oh, wait, you're 25. Okay, well, none of it's going to be covered. And I was like, yeah, that's, I'm, yeah, I'm used to that. That's okay. Like, that's <sighs> fine. And she like the look of pity that I got. Yeah, <laughs> that's you know, it. Like, that's it. That's that the Canadian experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, For everything. Man. Oh, you're American. Oh, Oh, <laughs> yeah. I just I just had a, a buddy of mine, Dan, tell me um, the other night that we, he went to an event uh, down in the uh, the States um, and he like I think it was like PAX West in Seattle mm. and he fell. Mm. He was like really sick and he was like throwing up or something. And he said, like, man, this doesn't like this doesn't feel right. So he said he drove Ooh. 80 miles north to just across the border and went to a hospital and they were like yeah man your appendix burst <gasps> and my first good thought was like go. good thing you drove dude yeah. holy shit yeah that would have been like what five grand yeah like well, we something have usually travel Maybe. insurance yeah. if you get it but like normally i only do that if i'm going 
you know, over, over somewhere a little bit more exotic that I know yeah. I'm going to be there for a week or two, you know, for a wedding shoot or something or for a client maybe, but goodness. Yeah. I don't think, I think I'm going to TwitchCon. It'll be fine. It's yeah, only right. a couple of days. Yeah. yeah. Mistake. Apparently. <laughs> mistake. Yeah. I, I'm always, I always sit there and I'm a, I'm a little worried about that too, because like I, especially now that I have a lot more medical anxiety and, yeah. I, and I'm sitting here like, I don't know what, it, you know, what the fuck is going on with me. Like, what if, you know, I go yeah. and it, maybe that $20 will help. But then again, I'm like, ah, 20 bucks. That's like a sandwich at the airport, man. That's yeah. it. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm hungry. So yeah. it's like, do you, do you As pay that now to work in insurance? Yeah. There's only a couple of types of insurance I would get. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Travel might be one of them. Um, what are the other types? That, uh, well, obviously like home insurance and potentially depending on the plan, life insurance. Those are the only ones. Mm. Depending on the plan. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. And if you get it early enough, if it's good enough, then yeah. But, How early? Oh, we should have done that by now. Probably your age, actually. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, prob probably wow. your age is is fine, but I'm I'm a bit, I'm right at the cusp. Like, I keep thinking to myself, oh, I should go look into that and do that, yeah. and then I just don't. But. I, I've tried to get, I think. I think I'm on the right track. I've tried to get uh, a lot smarter with my money. I mean, so that, yeah. yeah, I mean, that is on the right track. But um, I started watching uh, this this YouTube video like two or three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. um, it's like the most simple title. It's like five steps to financial freedom or something, which sounds yeah. so baity. Um, but thankfully, the video, the guy's like, he's like, you know, this actually is like, it's like the five steps. I mean, it's going to take you 60 years. But he just yeah. kind of lays out a really interesting thing that I've I don't know. It might, I, it might sound moronic. I've never thought about it where you, you get something called like a runway where you're like, okay, well, how much do I need for six months? And then how much do I need for a year? All right. So I've got that. So you build like your short term and then you build your, your nest egg and then you build your uh, RRSP or whatever, which is yeah. in Canada. They told us like they, they being my high school, they were like, you, you should, probably shouldn't invest into bonds or any RRSPs because those are going to be dead by the time you're 40. Yeah. So on and so forth. And meanwhile, so, now RRSPs are the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's uh, it, I don't know what I'm going to fucking do, but I do know that I, I just need to save money. and. Can I tell you about uh, Mr. Do. Money Mustache? Mr. Yep. Money Mustache? You got to fucking look up this blog. I'm telling okay. you, it's life changing. Okay. He, he's extreme. So I'm talking, you know, there are, there should be levels to like yeah. how hardcore you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's pretty hardcore, yes. but you can also look at it and go, well, you can learn a lot from it. It's, it's great. Um, a lot of his advice though is specific to the United States. So you kind of have to translate it to the Canadian economy, but it, it's really, he's really good. Um, I really enjoy his blog. And yeah. then there's also another podcast that I was just recommended a couple weeks ago about the real estate in Toronto. And it basically just um, talks for first time buyers on yeah. like how to get it for investment properties. And they specifically really? like educate on how to do that. And they keep you up to date on the market and stuff like that. So that's, I'm going to check that out as well. That's my fucking dream. Not, not yeah. necessarily like the podcast, but more so having that. Like I've been obsessed with passive income for the past five years. Yes. So it, like that was that was Mr. Money Mustache talks yeah, about that so yeah. much. Yeah. I used to, there was a guy, um, it was like smart passive income.com or some shit. He, he oh, ran yeah. a, uh, 
a really successful blog and it was just basically like the the concept of of writing blogs and writing yeah. books and writing pdfs and shit and then flipping it or for YouTube five bucks versus right? twitch right, right. yeah right. like mm-hmm. well that was i was actually i was always trying to rely on passive income instead of twitch so i've always been trying to like set those things up around twitch and continuously like make those cycle but I mean, things like affiliate links, those are so unreliable, especially yeah. like when we're streaming, you have to quite literally like pump out that fucking message every single like every 10 minutes just to get someone to buy one thing through your affiliate link. Yeah, but I hate affiliate links. I same. feel like that. Yeah, they're unreliable. And also just there's so much more if you only have one call to action in your entire stream, which is what they say you do. I'm not going to use it to push an affiliate link that I maybe see three bucks from a yeah. $5 thing, you know, or whatever it is. But you th- I, I would r- only much one? rather shout out. Well, yeah, they say, yeah, that's who, who is they? I don't what know. What does that even mean? But I don't know. I know what you mean. But that is the general consensus is I you've think... got one call to action on whatever thing it is that you are putting out there. One three hour stream, one tweet one youtube video yeah, yeah you should really only ever make one call to action so i would argue that um you have a call to action every it wouldn't whenever your viewer um like your hours watched resets so yeah that's probably true i'd yeah. say for a stream you probably have more because you you know you're going on for a long time and yeah, new people are yeah. coming in but usually per person it's one so if somebody's watching your stream and you ask them to do something, they'll do that one thing. But then the next time you ask them to do something else, they'll be less likely to do it because they already did the one thing for you. Right. It's that makes per, sense. Per person. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like the, the like dropping love in the chat. And yeah. if you, if you like, come out and do it one time, but yep. then they're less likely in the future. You can future, see it yeah. diminishes over the, mm-hmm. over time. Yeah. What I, what I usually do is I, I kind of look at, um, and I, and I sell my hours watched, um, with, like I think my average view duration is like three hours and 30 minutes, right? So I don't know any of these stats off the top of my head. That's so impressive. I just know I that because I, I know, shit. like, I keep that one in my head. I'm like, oh, yeah, three yeah. hours and 30 minutes. That's actually really good. That's amazing. Um, yeah, it's what's what's really funny is it's it's good for me, but bad if I want to sell, right? Because if I ever want to go to a company, um, I can tell them like, like, I'm, I'm basically telling them, well, you only have to pay me for three hours. Instead of, right, if I had a, let's say if I was a a channel that was on the front page, or I had more of a kind of like revolving door type audience, whereas mine is like they come to the channel, they stick and they listen. Um, But if I had a more revolving door type audience, and that was like once every 20 minutes, well, then you could sell that to a company and be like, I can make a shout out every 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So that's it's a yeah, it's a weird way to call upon that. But I think I saw that like from a tweet. It's like, a month ago, one of the Twitch staff um, had tweeted something out like that. And I was like, whoa. Oh, so that's how you guys like look at that internally, I guess. Like, oh, that's okay. That's cool. You look at the average, the average view duration. Cool. Um, it's, it's a neat little way to look at it. But I think I think there's It'd a lot nice more than that one kind of information was more readily available to partners. Now it is. I think. Is it really? Well, I just said it. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I meant from Twitch. I get it. I get it. I meant it. from our partners, you know, if they, yeah. if they would reach out. Um, I love Twitch. I love a lot of what they do. Yeah. I think it's very easy to bash on changes and things, but that is one thing that I really, I don't really see how it would be possible other than them taking an approach of 
we're going to have a whole bunch of content creators record videos saying hello and like introducing a little bit lay of the land rather than how to use the partner dashboard to maybe talk about things like that, like tips or, you know, this is how we look at this. So, so I, I had the exact same opinion until I found out they apparently have this. We just, it's not marketed to us because we are not the demographic. Like we're, we have over the concurrent viewership apparently for it. Which is a oh. little weird because, like, I have, a, I have a thought of, like, I have a dream. I have a thought that, like, if, if Twitch is the forward-facing educational, like, front for, like, they've, they've created this culture. They've created live streaming video games. Yeah. Um, so they've made this culture. And I think, personally, I think that they have the responsibility to now curate it. And if they take the responsibility to educate people on how to stream, it continuously just keeps them at the forefront like hey we are the live streaming company um and there's not really a lot of like you don't really need a lot of competition from from that if you're just educating people constantly like all of your all of your partners all of your affiliates if they have a page to constantly go to and check and learn and figure out how to be better broadcasters that's amazing and they have one it's called the creator camp but I don't oh, think it. Yeah, gets, I've seen that, and it yeah. is targeted for very, very new. Yeah, but I streamers. It, but there's so many people that have been streaming over the years that can use like a, a touch up. Like Ram and I yeah. were talking on on the podcast, and he was he was saying like, "Oh man, you have a you have a pitch deck like that's really amazing. Like that's yeah. you know to him like that's the next level." But for me, he's got a lot of like innovational, quality changing things on his broadcast. You know, he's got a maybe more um, like streamlined alerts and so on and so forth. Um, yeah. And I have to go backwards and relearn how to do that because I've forgotten that is a necessity and that's a skill. Um, So there's like so many things that we need to constantly learn as streamers. But yeah, we aren't we aren't the the demographic for that, which is is weird. Yeah. Well, I think they probably you got to start somewhere. And I think there's probably more new people trying to learn to stream than there is you know, us that are willing to relearn or for Mm -hmm. them to find one spot where we all meet to kind of deliver content there, but maybe they'll get to us eventually. But we've also seen a lot of educational things cropping up in the community, like community members coming out, like, you know, Hunter and Loco going out of their way to try to, you know, provide content that helps educate people. You know, we've seen a lot of, a lot of that crop up. So, you know, Twitch won't, do that maybe we can as a community try to help each other in that way it's the thing like we've we've always had to like that's the i know the rewards of educating about this because i mean there there are right if i if i teach people will listen and that will grow my community because people then will trust me but at the same time i'm teaching um and and hopefully people can use it to be to be better um i've already seen the rewards of educating you know like i there's a there's a podcast that I was on with Broman, uh, Professor Broman. It was him, T Rex, Tiger Rider, and I, and we did that podcast. I think it's like four fucking years ago, and I don't know if I've talked about this on a on a previous episode or maybe I was just talking to Romcom about it. But like, I still get people that come in almost on a weekly basis now. Now, four years later, it started to dwindle off. Up until like last year, it was still weekly. Like, hey, I listened to that podcast with you and Professor Broman, T Rex, and Tiger Rider. Amazing podcast, great job. Yeah. So like, Twitch has gone the chance to just put it all on their website like we're making this content for free and putting it over on youtube and so on and so forth like they have the chance to push 
all of that content constantly for like if I if I Google how to stream right now, the third option is broadcast Twitch, which is telling you like what programs that you can use to broadcast. And I'm sure like it gets you through um, probably takes you through to their streaming tutorials. But like I don't see the creator camp thing pop up immediately. Like there's how to stream on Twitch. The top all the top results are other people's guides. So like, yeah, imagine if that was just constantly feeding back into the website, so on and so forth. And you had another educational portal where like it just kept feeding back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. If only, if only, like you said, though, I'm I'm like, I love Twitch and I, I talk to, uh, I talk to a lot of staff like pretty frequently when it comes to, um, I think consulting is the best way to call it, but it's just, you know, them asking like, Hey, what do you guys want out of this? Um, Yeah. Or what do you think of this? And can you test it? Yeah. Which, yeah. Yeah. Which one? Sorry. I was just going to say, I do that as well. Yeah. 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 So I think this is, it's weird, but like, that's the only way to let them know most times is the, the feedback sessions or tweeting out, you know, making your voice be heard or like telling, you know, staff emailing. It's, it's really strange. It's like a game of cat and mouse. You gotta, you gotta tweet something out, get the most likes and then try and uh, try and make some change out of that. But hopefully at the end of the day, it benefits. I've really only seen a couple I've really only seen a couple of tweets that I would have personally been okay, like sending out, like there are a few people that will tweet constructive criticism. Like for example, your tweet saying this could be a way to fix this will allow me to like give you a solution and not just say things like Twitch is doesn't care about this because of that and blah, blah, blah. And I just, I don't understand that. I, how is that constructive feedback? That's literally just you shitting on a corporation, which yes, I get it. But think about all of the people that actually work at Twitch and are actually trying. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like people have this, the people have the YouTube comments effect <laughs> on corporations and jobs yep. now Yep. where they're just like, oh yeah, it's a one big thing. YouTube, I hate Twitch or I this because they, it doesn't care or they don't mm-hmm. care or the actions mm-hmm. of this one person reflect the entire company and everybody working underneath it. I which don't. Is- which I is, I think, that. oddly what corporations would want. I mean, that's that's a best case scenario for them where they can take the, the shield of the blame and be the name. Like how we always, you know, everyone will say like the the, the meme used to be that EA was a bad company. And yeah. so everyone would would blast EA specifically. It was the name EA. Yeah. Right. Um, I think a lot of companies would want that because then they don't they don't have to, you know, they're they're just deflection, 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 put it on the social media manager don't really pay them anything worthwhile to take all that harassment and when they have a mental break well hire the next one i hope a lot of companies like are and i think actually a lot of companies are dealing with that a lot better allowing people to have those kind of mental breaks like uh, a lot of social media workers are actually being trained now um on how to have a better mental life but um I think you're right with people shitting, shitting on Twitch, but at the same time, it what's well, anything really. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like in this case specifically, yeah, there's, there's like, there's both sides of it where, um, Twitch is no longer the family that it puts itself out to be. Um, it is now a corporation. Like, you know what I mean? Like it used to be the family going website or not like family going, but like we all felt like we were peers and streamer twitter could kind of contain the bubble that was all of the partners and everyone kind of knew each other and there were like icons and idols that everyone would look up to but now 
things are a lot more muddled because it's a way wider playing field. Um, So a lot of things slip through the cracks. A lot of people slip through the cracks. And Twitch doesn't have, like, they don't, I don't think they have the staff to keep up with that, that family kind of feeling, right? They they can't individually manage like 50,000 partners. I was expecting partner tiers, to be honest. When they announced the yeah. affiliate program, I thought to myself, okay, here it comes. Like, like how long they're going to have, they're going to have junior partners. They're going to have senior partners. Like yeah. that's just how it's going to go. But it never came, which surprised me because I think I might've actually been okay with that. If that meant we all knew. Yeah. Cause then you at you least know, fucking know. You at least know right. what kind of attention you might get or where you stand and how hard you need to work yeah. to be able to get a partner rep. Or whatever. But now it's just like, you got lucky if you got a partner rep. Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't give them out. You, of course they can't. Yeah. They approve so many, many partners. People. Yeah, there's no way that they could. And I think that's really what bothers me when I see people bitching on Twitter about Twitch or whatever it might mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. Um, or NASA. Not pointing fingers, but that, that was a really cool announcement yesterday. That was awesome. I actually saw that from you. I, I have fucking comments being like, but NASA, fix Earth, please. Instead of this. Oh, yeah, we're going to the moon. And I'm just like, okay, NASA's number one focus has been space exploration this entire time. How yeah. can NASA fix the Earth? Like, also, you can do both. You can. You can. You know, pioneer the entire human rate, like every, all of us <laughs> forward. You can propel humanity forward in space and also try to save the Earth. You can do both things. You, yeah, it's not just like one or the other. There's more than one person working at the fucking company. Like, Yeah, and, <laughs> and, also, and also just like knowing that we can't just expect one big company to come and save Earth. We all, it's got to be a huge global thing that we all do together. And it's not like NASA and so many different companies or groups or nonprofits have been screaming at the top of their lungs about yeah. us saving the earth for a very long time. Yeah. It's now in the, I told you so stages. Like, why do we think all these were suddenly all gearing towards space exploration? It's because the 1% now knows the earth is irreparably damaged. So now they're willing to fund space exploration. You know, what's crazy is, so Vio, Vio and I talked about this at some point, and this was the first like going on with the space exploration thing. My mm-hmm. mind cannot get off the the like militarized aspect of the space oh, yeah. race where like, oh, yeah, I was talking to Vio. I was like, man, if um, let's say a company is trying to head to like uh, uh, or a country is trying to head to Mars, right? Um, let's just say uh, I think maybe the US would be scared that if China got to Mars first, but like. Let's say overnight country goes to Mars and then decides we own the world. They of kind Mars? of do. No, just Earth. Like if you if you set up like, let's say, uh, uh, an orbital defense system or like a missile or if we, God forbid, ever get to that level of technology and somebody puts yeah. some kind of armament on another planet that isn't Earth, they now own Earth because what? That's going to be like that. That will be a. It's a possibility, but very, very far into the future because they would need a weaponized something that could actually get to us to do damage mm-hmm. other than potentially launching like a meteor, like a Jesus piece Christ. of space oh rock God, that they could yeah. then like take and then propel directly towards Earth. That would be the That's... only thing that I think they would potentially, but even then the the science and everything needed to be able to do that would take 
that would take a while for that so, and without especially if we would probably be able to stop it i, I don't know yeah but, but if if you if you have any type of weapon like that and you can stop anybody from expanding further then where you know they've they've kind of they set the limit you know what i mean I, that's what that's what and I we're talking about is i hope that doesn't happen because if again let's say just a country takes over uh the the moon or fucking mars because they get there yeah. first and they don't allow anybody else to go any further or up to where they are then they yeah. have the power um yeah and I, I don't know again that's the only thing i can think of i'm like fuck that's so cool but i hope someone good gets to the moon first i hope yeah. it's not militarized and taken over and i mean it's space it's all as long as we can if i can rent out my patch of venus space for five hundred thousand dollars because capitalism gets there first so then i guess i'll be happy with a piece of venus space but I don't want it to happen. You know what I'm saying? I don't want yeah. it to happen. It's weird, man. It's weird. I love how you started this conversation super stoked about space and I have killed it. I am so sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not like it's funny because I, I saw a couple of comments on on my tweet about that too, like serious ones. Yeah, I think about that stuff too. It it is it is scary. And it's sad to think that the only reason we're doing this right now is because the earth is so damaged that's the only reason we give a shit yeah and that's a little bit disappointing and it is scary to think about you know who's going to get there first why are we going there are we going to mine resources from the moon like what you know is yeah. it going to be but i i think of all those things and i also think yeah that's as with any great push forward in science it's scary and there's going to be stuff that crops up that we can't anticipate there's going to be moral uh decisions that yeah. we're going to have to take a stand on but yeah. that doesn't mean we shouldn't try to propel ourselves forward no um, and i agree i agree it's kind of yeah. one of those like scientific questions of you know the march of mankind what are the costs yeah. so on and so forth um i think as long as it's done in an ethical way and we're not yeah, fucking shooting right. people out of cannons into space to see if they can survive for more than five seconds like yeah but i also think you know, ethically, there should be pre-established rules before we get there of of how much we can take from the moon, right. you know, or the moon is owned by no country. Like, you know, this mm -hmm. is a collective mm -hmm. effort. You know, mm -hmm. these things should be and could be done before we go and get there. It's just, will they? That's that's the real question. And, oh, it's just scary. There's There's a lot. But, you know, it's also scary to think about, you know, genetic cloning or farming, you know, people growing organs from, you know, tubes to help people or cloning people's hearts to help them. You know, there's weird moral implications there too. And I don't, ethics, I don't really, but, I don't really see any like the Unless it's again, I guess, unless it's done unethically. Right. I don't know. It, like if, well, if someone goes and grows a fucking ear so that I can get an ear, if I lose my ear, yeah. <laughs> um, then well, I'm I mean, cool that's, with it. Yeah, totally. But that's the beginning. Like that's the door opening, right? There's right. always this really scary moment at the beginning of a scientific discovery where they're like, okay, let's use this. And a lot of people will go, ooh, but you know, all that big scary thing over there or like yeah, with yeah. AI, well, we can't do that because Terminator yeah. or we can't do <laughs> cloning. We can't learn how to clone organs and hearts for people because what if we start cloning people? 
way, way down yeah. the line, yeah. you know? So there's always that. And I think it's important to have that moment and to talk about that moment and then to action. Okay, well, let's put some general rules down if we ever get to that point, just so we can all be on the same page, right? Like, mm-hmm. we're not going to mine so much from the moon that, you know, it's rotation gets fucked and, and fucks then, the entire yeah. earth, you know, yeah. like thinking about that kind of stuff and having those kinds of rules is very important. But I just don't think generally speaking as a society, we do that. We're more like, well, we're only worrying about this right now. We'll <laughs> worry about that right later. Now. Yeah. yeah. It's like every Futurama episode ever. Yeah. When's the garbage ball going to fucking hit us? Yeah. Um, like I'm okay harvesting an eye for myself or an extra heart if yeah. I need one, as long as it's just my heart in a tube. From Hobo Jim, what I, yeah. What I don't want is you growing another me, like another human body, mm-hmm. and then harvesting that. And then we get later. the island with you and McGregor. That... Have you seen them? Oh, I haven't seen that. It's like so old. Oh, no. I've spoiled it for you. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's a good movie, uh, yeah. I think, at least. Uh, I've, I've Now that you say it, you and McGregor and... Who was the woman like, in that? Fucking Kirsten. No. Yeah. Hold on. Scarjo. No. The Island. Uh, 2005. What? Where's the? Who is it? Michael Bay production. No, I just want the actor. It is Scarjo. It is actually. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I can remember seeing the trailer, but I don't, I didn't see it, but I, I know yeah. what it is. So that's okay. It was good. Um, but another- it's the concept. Another film that has that same concept that is is quite good is uh, Never Let Me Go. I don't know if you've seen that. No, no. Oh, God. Ooh. You got to make sure you're like way up yeah. to watch it. Yeah, I think. you have to yeah, be in a good it's spot. Like, it's a huge depressor for sure. Ex, <laughs> Just like one of those situations. Ex Machina. Of, yeah, Ex Machina is really good too. fucking depressing. Like mm-hmm. that was, I remember I sat there after that movie and I was like, wow, that is, that is serious. Like that's yeah. a yeah okay holy shit that movie was fucked i love it i love it too i can i talk about what i didn't like about it or yeah, if sure. i can spoil it for people um, okay yeah, maybe it's like um, how old yeah it's pretty it's pretty old um the only thing i didn't like is at the end i think i would have preferred a little bit more ambiguity from yeah, her, I yeah. didn't like how it immediately became Terminator-ish in the end, where she was like, "I'm gonna go and I'm gonna just." Yeah, I felt know, like she would have cared revenge. about him. Yeah, she, she should have cared an about him. I think. Response. You don't think so? I I don't know if I I don't know if I mind the way she handled him. Just literally the very end where she then is like, "I'm gonna go take out humanity. I'm gonna serve it to humanity." Yeah, yeah. That, okay. that part bugged me. I would have preferred she just walk off, look back at the camera. And we don't know. Yeah. And then the viewer goes, "Oh, she's gonna go fuck up humanity." And then that's the conversation you and your friend have. Oh no, I don't think she would have. And then yeah. you talk for four more hours. But because they specifically said she's gonna go fuck up humanity, what is there to talk about after that? Other than, you know, just the basic concepts in the beginning and, and stuff. That's your only critique of the movie? The, my only negative thing. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the rest yeah. of it was quite good. Yeah, yeah, I quite liked it. But I, yeah, that movie fucking terrified me. Um, and again, my only problem with it was the end. I was like, ah, oh, yeah. man, I, I feel like she would have given a shit about B-Boy, whatever his name was. You think so? I feel like it. Yeah, because he, he treated her like a human. He cared about her. He, yeah. he gave a shit. And... The if she's going after being human, um, the thing to do would have been mercy. There. Yeah, but do you think she was trying to go after being human, or was she just replicating what she needed to do, like sociopaths? 
no, I think there was like a, a mental break at some point in there when she realized that that he was he was just like hurting her or whatever and and yeah. was trying to because uh, I think they they showed it pretty well enough as well. Um, but I guess I mean if they bring it back to like the Turing test, it's kind of a commentary on it, right? It was a Turing mm -hmm. test in and of itself. Mm -hmm. Which is uh, exactly what my coffee cup is, by the way. Yeah, the replicant this thing. Is, this yeah. test is to see if you're a replicant or not. The Boyd Kemp test. Yeah, I never, I never understood that in the movie when I when I saw it, like again the first time yeah, on the plane. Have, you <laughs> yeah, you didn't, you didn't have, have sound. <laughs> sound. So, um, yeah, and but, I don't know if they talk about it as much in the second movie as I, they do in the first. I think so. they do. I think they do. I can't. Oh man, now I can't even remember the second one because I've also watched the first one on a flight over. So now both are like, I know, I know, right? It's now both are how, how dare. mixing into my brain. <sighs> I do that with every single thing. They all just become like one kind of general mush. Yeah, I have to my like memory gets pretty bad too. Wade through the fucking waters. I'm trying to do meditation constantly to uh, to fix that, but yeah. I've started to try a little bit harder since we last spoke. Yeah, yeah. How's it yes. working? <laughs> Two, three minutes maximum. That's not bad at all. Not even with a clear mind. That's just me sitting there with trying to have a clear mind, and then I end up thinking about things. But at least I can stay there, not feeling really fidgety. Yeah. For three to five minutes. Yeah. I see. That's that's all meditation is, though. It's just. Mm -hmm not doing anything that's it even if you're sitting there thinking too like it's still eventually over time i think you start to notice that those thoughts you're like more okay with them and then you can still stop them and then you can be like okay well go away and then another thought comes i always remember those like a uh, fucking viewfinder things that you'd scroll um like it was like you'd scroll through like 20 pictures put it oh, up to yeah. your eyes i can't remember the view masters or whatever yeah. they were called yeah when i was growing up that was how meditation was for me was I was like looking through one of those. I think I always default to a theater. Huh. I always imagine myself in a theater. And then there's a viewfinder that like kind of puts another picture up and I and I observe. Um, That's so interesting. Yeah, it's it's weird to I think it's weird to classify it as like a physical thing, like to to take that metaphysical and bring yeah. it in. But um, yeah, like I observe it and then I'm like, OK. And then when I when I realize that I'm stuck on it, I'm like, no, and I just, you know, go to the next one and go to the next one. But eventually you run out and eventually there's nothing. And you're like, oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. What the fuck? I do imagine I do? the beach. <laughs> okay. So when the tide comes in, yeah, that's usually that's that thought. intrusive thought. And then yeah. it's like, nope. And then I just literally visualize it going out. They don't have to be intrusive. That's the thing. All mm -hmm. thoughts are, I mean, they're there anyways. Right. That's the, that's the coolest thing about meditation is all you ever learn about is yourself. Yeah. And it's like it's it, you're just spending time with yourself. That's that's it. And eventually you just learn how to spend more and more and more time with yourself. No matter like I, I every every like guided meditation thing I've listened to now talks about that. Like it it doesn't matter if you're thinking the important thing is that you've taken time to yourself mm -hmm. and you're relaxing. Like, look at you. You're relaxing. And it's like, yeah, cool, cool, cool. And then they'll come in and like, hey, maybe clear your mind a little bit. You know, like, don't forget if you if you're on that thought, just let it go. And Normally, I found it's cool if, if anything's important enough, it comes back. And I'm like, oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, that's. So now I know what's really yeah. on my mind constantly. Yeah. 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 Uh, and that's, that's like crucial for me because I just break down everything. So I'm like, all right, well, where does this problem come from? Yeah, I do. And then too. I have to I trace it all the way back. And 
I'll do you, that with stupid shit. I do like that all the time. You feel like a fucking washing maniac. Washing dishes and then something. And then sometimes I do, yeah. Yeah. Because I will, without thinking about it, I might say that to somebody else. Like, for example, if Brad and I are having a conversation and I say something and I go, I think I probably do that because of this. Yeah, no. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people do that. So they're just kind of like, what? <laughs> that came out of nowhere. Yeah, I do that like, all well, the time. I, yeah, I'm always trying to self-evaluate and yeah. why and then why that why. I always go try to go two steps further. Yeah, I'm like scratching the itch constantly. I think it's mm -hmm. a it's a bad thing to obsess over, but I don't think it's a terrible thing to be that introspective. Um, because I keep I like I always come back to that. I feel a little guilt. I'm like, man, do I spend a lot of a lot of time in my head? Maybe I have to find out when I do. And then, it, if I you know if I feel guilty about it, I have to like look at it and go like, ah, oh, well, you know, like at the end of the day, again, you're spending time with yourself. Why do you and, feel guilty about it? Well, I think if you if you think about it, um, or at least the guilt that comes in my mind is like the, the you should be okay just how you are, right? Everyone's like, love yourself and just kind of. Okay, right? I see. So I, okay. I maybe feel guilty and worried that I'm rushing along life's experiences where I'm trying to like fast forward these lessons that I would learn already. But um, like we talked about scheduling on Trello, right? Mm -hmm. um, like when Ram and I chatted, he was, I think at some point he was like, I'm surprised you have like a Trello. And I was like, dude, like I need to have a Trello. Otherwise I wake up in the morning. And even if I do the exact same fucking thing that I would have done, at least I wrote it down and I gave myself some semblance of control over my day and, and like have, you know, gained that back. So there's like a little guiltiness of like, oh, you need that. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, I fucking need that. Like schedule the shit out of my day. So, okay. Yeah, I am. That's why I feel like a fucking maniac, you know? Like, I feel like I have to aggressively remove bad shit from my. I feel like I have to do that too, but it doesn't make mm -hmm. me feel guilty to do it. So, that I guess that's what sort of intrigued me. That's, I've never heard that. Um, but I often don't sit down and talk about this kind of stuff yeah, with right? people. So, yeah. yeah, it's just, um, I don't think there's, there should be any reason to feel guilty about wanting to better yourself as long as when you're thinking why or where does that come from mm. it's not from a place of like you fuck up you know like right. why right. did you do this and then those kind of thoughts afterwards right um but because i always i now i'm gonna feel guilty aren't i i'm gonna <laughs> think back and i'm gonna be like why do you do that i think i guess i always just look at it sort of detached you know well, where does that come from because mm -hmm. i can't I can't do anything. I can't change. I can't, if I don't know where or why, if exactly. I don't know the real reasons why, behind something, I can't change it. But I also don't always want to change it. Sometimes I'm just curious, like, where yeah. does that come from? And then I go, okay, well, how does that make me feel? Do I want that? Do I like that I have that reaction? Is that something that I want to change? Mm, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Well then what do I need to do to do that? Okay. We'll try that. Um, have you always been like that? Or uh, int introspective or just like that maybe aggressive with with removing see like i look at it as like removing bad traits or something right it's like in darkest dungeon you send yourself to the fucking apothecary and play pay three thousand gold except the yeah. three thousand gold is like 16 hours of reading up on how to organize yourself as a person or some shit i've uh, only started that since streaming that's my question here like oh really yeah no um no. I'd say mine happens. I think I've always had a little bit of curiosity, but the drive happened when I actually uh, met and started dating my now husband. Yeah. Where I finally understood 
this super cheesy line in some movie somewhere used to be like, I don't, you make me want to be a better person. I don't know what fucking movie that's from. Oh, I know I think what you it's mean. Jack Nicholson though, right? And I always used to think that's, I that used to, that was a pet peeve. It used to enrage me. I used to think you should want to be better for you. Yeah. Like you shouldn't need somebody else to make you want to be better. Now I understand. I understand <laughs> completely because it's not that, it's not that I don't already want those things for myself, but having somebody care about me enough that I also, it's just, it's, I guess it's hard for me to articulate, but yeah. I understand it now. And that's really when my extra drive, I think, kicked in to kind of, because now there's somebody else involved. It's not just me. So if I, you know, fuck up and, you know, do something that I yeah. will regret, it's, it's hurting somebody else now. So it's kind of a little bit more important that I make sure that I'm, you know, navigating how I want to live my life before I'm involving other people, I guess. I get it. I don't know. That must mm -hmm. be a huge drive for you too. Cause God forbid you hurt someone. Yeah. God forbid you hurt someone. <laughs> it is, it is a pretty big drive. <laughs> I'm called out. <laughs> yeah. I, I always, I think I think back to like a, a podcast I did a couple of years ago where mm. I was like, yeah, I like aggressively remove bad traits and everybody was kind of like, huh? I was like, oh, okay, well, oh, guess I'm the only one, but yeah, I, I guess, do yeah, like, yeah. It, you know, and I, maybe that's a little bit where the guilt comes from as well. But like at the same time, it, it's just a, uh, I think that anxiety has been born from streaming. Um, I think Rom and I talked about this a little bit on our podcast, like to improve. Um, and so Frank and I as well, like the anxiety to improve as a streamer, I think drives this underlying constant need to improve the need for me to organize myself because like, well, if I'm, I mean, I'm my own boss and I'm not putting the hours I need to a month into my work. So now I have to sit here when I work and I have to time myself and then look at myself at, you know, at the end of the month and be like, all right, well, you did this too much and not too much. Like, it's which so helpful though. Sounds so crazy, helpful. right? But it is helpful. That's not yeah. crazy. It's not crazy. I think it's just, it's a situation of, you know, I don't think we've had so many self-employed people in any generation yeah, before no, the that. Unless it was like I up. own my own business fixing cars or something yeah. like that. Now we're just, we're not only are we self-employed, but we're also in careers that didn't exist before ours. So it's important for you to look at, you know, for example, a Trello board, time yourself. Oh, it takes me actually four hours to do this thing that in my brain, I was thinking only took an hour or two. And I've been berating myself because I can't do it every week. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's like, no, you got to look course, and actually re-educate yourself on how much time you're spending on what you can't make proper decisions if you don't have that kind of information. Yeah. So I guess there's, there's, I also feel guilty when it comes to stream stuff and why you can't do enough or you mm -hmm. should be doing more, but I it's think a byproduct, to, I think, of our days. We have to do that. We so have too. to manage things. Yeah. yeah. But it also doesn't sound crazy to you because you, you're a streamer and you've owned your own business before, right? And you yeah. have to, you, you're, you're used to having to work for yourself, right? Yeah. Um, but I had to learn all of that stuff. I had to learn right. that I actually prefer working in the morning. Mm -hmm. I prefer doing photo editing in the morning. And that's something that I had to really learn over time. That wasn't even a concept I had because yeah. I worked a nine to five my whole life up until that point, which is, you know, you go in at nine, you start work and then, you know, you work the whole day through to me jobs and being effective was not a matter of 
it just didn't occur to me that I would prefer to work Monday, Wednesday, and a Friday and have two days off in between. Yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm more productive that way. It just thoughts like that never entered my mind until I was working on my own and thinking, why can't I sit down for eight hours and just work like a machine? Like I should be able right. to do that because I did yeah. it in an office. Well, no, this is creative work. It's different. It's you different. Have to, yeah. Yeah. So what I've done is this is going to sound really cheesy. You know, when you were talking about the deep dive and you're like, Jay, what's the game? Path of Exile is what yeah. I said. Yeah. I there is an amazing talk um, by the one of the one of the like company owners. I think it's like the CEO um, of Path of Exile, Chris Wilson. Uh, I forgot his name for a sec. Chris Wilson. And he talks about um, in this. It's a the talk is called Designing Path of Exile to be played for forever. And. It is so fucking interesting as a streamer. It is so fucking interesting. It's a GDC talk. I can see you looking it up. So it's, yep, called, it's called Designing Path of Exile to be Played Forever. He talks about the systems in the game. And he, uh, you can tell that he's relied on, or maybe, maybe just me, because again, I break everything down. So I'm like, oh, that's how he did that. Oh, that's how he did that. You can tell he operates on like a lot of these, these like, uh, not like four hour work weeks, but he's just very, he's got his team organized and good management. I fucking, I really respect. You know, I've been to a lot of game dev companies before, like when they flow me out and I've seen how poor management kills a fucking game. Um, so he's got this, he's got his team centered around what he calls four pillars where he's set up like these are the four, the four things. Um, I think we talked about this before when we were doing the stuff for Table Story. We were setting up the, the pillars of Table Story. This is where I got the idea from. He has set up these four pillars and he's like, this is what we advertise. And then he goes, let's look at the six, um, let's look at six pictures of our, uh, our newest expansion release and he's like well this is one of the pillars and here's where the advertising this this appeals to the meta game for players and for people that want to build out further some people just want the story so this is the picture that we put out to appease the people of the story and it's like you can just see how he breaks it down and breaks it down and breaks it down and it's really fucking interesting for like as a streamer because um the person that he got the idea from is a streamer um oh, wow to do this 13 week schedule um kriparian he's like a wow streamer and he does like hearthstone and everything he's canadian um he he like used to love path of exile and he reached out because they had a chaotic dev cycle it was like their release would be 12 weeks and then one would be 30 weeks later and then one was 10 weeks and he he basically suggested he's like why don't you do 13 weeks so that's their dev cycle now is every 13 weeks they have a new expansion to the game um, and he's like, well, here's how we've made it possible. Well, we go and we just hire artists to make fucking art forever. And then when, whenever we do a new expansion, we just pull from this, these millions of pieces of art that we have. So that saves like 80% of our time. So that brings, brings in like the Pareto principle a little bit. And it's so yeah. cool to just watch this entire talk and be like, there's like seven different time management and organization things that you can just take from this video alone. It's mm -hmm. so crazy. And I've taken those four pillars and I've made you know, streaming career, YouTube, podcasting and table story. And those are my four. And so now I have to like now when I log in, I go like, well, what can I do for this? What can I do for that? What's being done now? What do I focus on now? So now I can thankfully like apply those one to this one. This day's for table story. That day's for podcasting. So on and so forth. But holy fuck, it's taken a while to get here. Yeah. Like, and I think it's important if people are listening and saying, OK, well, where do I start with all of this? It is important to pick one thing first. Yeah. I've yeah. I found. Yeah. So I always gonna, start at the end by accident. Yep. I do too. And then I'm like, oh, okay, do all these things. And and no, it's yeah. way easier if you say, okay, 
I'm going to retrain myself on getting up early. Yeah. Well, don't set your alarm for two hours earlier. Set it for 15 minutes earlier than what it is right now. Then two weeks later, 15 minutes more earlier than that. You know, just go in smaller increments until you can actually get used to it. And then it won't be so hard. I actually, I have, I have to do a drastic solution to fix my sleep schedule. Um, And I am proud to say it's fixed. I went to bed at two in the morning last night. I was up at 7.30, like eight o'clock this morning. I was, I was sitting there last night. I was like, man, Jay, PB's going to be pissed if you have to cancel. Oh, but. Oh, that's okay. I I was also (laughs) wrecked this morning. I could not get up on time. I was like, oh. It was like 9 a.m. and I went out and smoked a joint and I was like, thank fucking God we scheduled it for 10. Thank fucking God. Um, but a year ago, that wouldn't have been possible. I had to like hard reset. Like I couldn't do the the 15 minute, 15 minute. I, I yeah. used to have a friend. He told me like, mm. don't eat past 7 p.m. and eat 30 minutes after you wake up. And the next day your body will wake you up. Because um, it knows for when food. to. Yep. For food. Yeah. And that, that that helps me a lot. Like whenever That's I need to reset. I've never tried that. It's. It works really fucking well. Like, okay, just, I'm going to try it. You don't eat 14 hours before you wake up. Um, okay. So for me, that was like seven. Um, and that is, that helped me get all of my sleep schedule on track. Like, and now also we've got the fucking sun that wakes me up. Yeah. Every yeah, morning. That's, that has helped me significantly. I don't close yeah. the blinds in the bedroom. So when the sun comes up, I'm awake, um, which is great, but subtle things, not always effective. I, I talked to, uh, with Rom, uh, like I'm obsessed with subtle things like that. So when we were finding our new place, all the mm-hmm. work that I put in, like everyone, everyone always sits there. They're like, Jay, those windows are huge. That's great. Like, yeah, guys, we spent three months looking for this place. Yep. Like I had to, I needed, we needed, I was like, yep. babe, the, the windows need to be, um, South facing or Northeast facing, or, you know, this facing, we are not taking this, this, and this. They need to be like no, no smaller than in um, like we wouldn't we wouldn't budge on windows that if there was more than a foot of space of wall, we were like, no, no. Nope. So we like because it was like that was a necessity. Like we don't mm-hmm. ever have any sunlight. I mean, you remember my old place. It was like a yeah. fucking dungeon. Yeah. yeah. So this time we were like sunlight because Vio's got seasonal affective disorder. So yeah. the more sunlight she fucking has, the better. And subtle changes, small yeah. Changes that I call those non-negotiables for myself. Mm-hmm. When I recognize there's yeah. something that has such a huge impact on my life and I don't, I won't always realize it right away either. So if I am living in a space that has no light, I just get depressed and yep. it doesn't occur to me yep. something small could be so significant. Like, oh, just live in an apartment with windows. But yeah. now that I know that it has become a non-negotiable and we did the same thing when we went looking for apartments for this place mm-hmm. um, where I am now, it happened very quickly. My landlord, you know, that, that law got passed and then yeah. the market dipped and my landlord was like, I'm selling my house, get out. Um, and we had like a, we basically had a week to move because they gave us the bare minimum notice. And then we, I had weddings That's every weekend booked. already booked. So I couldn't, I had to, so I had to find a place in like a week and then move in in the next week after that. So it was a total, I think, of two weeks to find a place. And it was so frustrating. I remember going place after place after place with, you know, tiny windows that you can't even really, tiptoes, I couldn't even get up and see. It was just at the top of the, of the thing. And so many tears and just being like, I can't do that to myself. I know what will happen. Yeah. Not even for a year am I willing to do it. Yeah, um, yeah. And then we got lucky with this place. And it's it's made so much of a difference. I can't can't go back 
Yeah, no, and it's good that you call them non-negotiables too, because like I, I told Vio, like this is forever, this is permanent. Yeah, we're never, we're never going yeah. anywhere where there's no sun like that. Like fuck that. Um, when we were traveling with Andrew and Milano with Pockets, um, and we were talking about, like, they were like, let's go to Denmark. I think initially we were going to go north and camp in a cabin in Denmark. Yeah. And Andrew, Andrew kept like nixing it. He was like, no, 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 no. Like Jay, Vo, you guys are going to be so fucking depressed there's like 18 hours of darkness there you're gonna be so fucking depressed we still i mean like we never went right so i don't know if we would have been able to do it or not but we were like dude we're gonna be in fucking norway we don't care like are you kidding me now it's a i mean in a year it's gonna be a day trip um yeah that's gonna be that's gonna be so cool man i can't wait i can't wait uh are you i'm assuming it's pretty official but you said within a year? Yeah, you, we said, yeah, we yeah. decided after the lease from moving to Austria. Yeah. Amazing. Vio yesterday, Vio Congrats. got on her stream. Thanks. Vio got on her stream. She was like, or she was telling me, she's like, Jay, I'm going to announce it. And I was like, babe, you don't, you don't need to announce it. And yeah. She was like, why? And I was like, you're going to get on stream and you're going to say, I have to tell you guys something. And they're all going to go, you're pregnant. And they fucking did that. And yeah. she's like, no, we're, we're moving to Austria. And I was like, babe, you, we're not, we're not moving for like, at least is not for like seven months. So yeah. I was like, announce it when we get like a month away, you know, like announce it when we're out yeah. the door, like we're moving to Austria. Cause for now it's just, it's not, it doesn't feel like we're just going to prep for it, whatever. Yeah. yeah at the end of the lease, it's going to be dope. It's going to be dope. Uh, I told myself a couple of years ago, actually, that I would give myself until 2020. And if streaming, yeah, if streaming wasn't doing, doing, not doing well enough, but I just, I can't, I can't do paycheck to paycheck uh, my entire life. You know, that's not a, it's not a good thing to uh, sustain and um, it's making less than it used to. So now I've got that consideration with 2020 coming up and I'm like, well, I mean, it's either, it's either, do I get like a full-time job here, which I was looking for and I, and I'm okay with doing that. Or do we, do we move back to Austria, make things a little, little easier for ourselves? um and and vo can see her family like yeah that's fucking easy i just unplugged my headset like an idiot but (laughs) yeah like that's you know that's that's a much better option it's a much better option it's also not forever so it really helps me when i because every decision i make i always am like i have to make the right decision yeah yeah and i feel like there's this weight behind it i don't want to fuck up i don't want to make the wrong decision Mm -hmm. but things change and i have to constantly remind myself this decision can change and that is okay. Like yeah. I can change my mind later. It's n- might be a little bit inconvenient depending on what it is. You know, if I've signed a lease and I have to terminate that cause I want to go back or whatever, yeah. you know, things like that obviously have consequences, but it's very freeing to me to realize I'm not stuck. Like this decision hasn't, then, you know, glued me to the floor. You know, you guys can yeah. live there for five years. That's, I think the plan go somewhere else, you know, like live there for five years, save up, get a property that we can rent, have some passive income and then fucking live. Like, I think the end game plan is, is potentially going to the Netherlands. Um, it just sounds like a great place to retire with everything that they've got. Like, holy shit. Um, but like you said, it's not forever. Like we, you know, we were already talking like, yeah, I mean, if your family moves to Vancouver we can go to Vancouver, we can come back to Toronto. Like it, it is what it is. We'll we'll figure it out. But yeah. uh, it's it's one of those things where, like you said, yeah, it's not forever. I'm like 26. Yeah, soon, soon. Um, so what the it's fuck? Just, Let's yeah, go to Austria. Just, yeah, exactly. Why? You're sick. 
why not try it? Yeah. Why not try and go and kind of see? And I know cause, uh, my, my best friend, uh, Miranda, you know her, yeah, um, yeah. she lives, uh, she lives in Germany now yeah. and she's, she's talking about, you know, kind of the differences, the main differences and sounds, why not try the, these things? And yeah. also if, I mean, if you can, but also making smart decisions for yourself and allowing yourself the freedom to make those kinds of decisions. Right. Right. You know, well, by I, saying, I might come back to Canada in five years, but I also might not. And that's okay. Yeah. I don't who know knows, yet. Right. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I, uh, I mean, thankfully, like we, we now have jobs where it's very portable. Um, and I think that's, that, that kind of plays a lot into the like, fuck it, why not? Um, you know, who knows what's going to happen. And also at the same time, like I had, I kind of had that like peace with uh with streaming um where i was like yeah i don't mind getting a full-time job because twitch is probably going to be around for a really long time well maybe not twitch but the essence of live streaming like yeah every company's picking up on it i don't think overnight this massive source of entertainment so far is just going to plummet like all of these kids that are in college are going to stop watching and as they get out and then yeah you know there's not going to be like, no, it's the reverse, right? Yeah. Kids are already watching at yeah. younger ages now. There's so a guy gonna... in my fucking building who recognized Vio's Twitch sweater um, and in the elevator. I know that's like your biggest fear. I have to play it cool. I have to play it cool. Because if you yeah. like, if you look at them with those, those like <gasps> eyes, then they're like, oh God, like I have power over you. So I just play yeah. it cool, right? And he was like, oh, you guys are Twitch streamers. And we were like, yeah, yeah. You know, this is our handle, whatever. Like. Fuck it. And then we actually saw him in the elevator last night. He's like, hey, it's the Twitch streamers. I actually checked your guys out. I'm, I'm really impressed. I'm really, really impressed by you guys. And we were like, thanks, man. But he wasn't fucking weird about it at yeah. all. He was just like, I'm impressed. Like, that's really cool. You know, like you guys have a really cool thing going on. Um, and then we were like, thanks. Thanks so much. And his girlfriend was with him. And like, as we're getting out of the elevator, she was like, who's that? And he's like, those are Twitch streamers. They play video games on the Internet. And she was like, oh, that's cool. It's like, wow. Like we were Vio and I were like, oh shit. Like that's oh man, please don't be a weird guy. Like, please don't be fucking creepy. Yeah, please don't be weird about it. Did oh. I tell you about the one creepy guy I had? No. It's in the corner, like building from me. No. Um, I saw him at the bus stop and he recognized my pin on my hat or something like that. And it said, Oh, I love Twitch, and started talking to me about the twitch women that he follows and oh, why he no. likes this one over this one because she posts her nudes on snapchat and for free and the other girl charges like 25 dollars, and that's Jeez. insane and yeah and crazy. then he's like oh but you're on twitch what's your handle and i'm like i'm not giving you my fucking handle like you no uh, wax steven brad wodo yeah tv slash brad wodo i should just <laughs> get brats out anytime <laughs> somebody comes in and says, where's pumpkin berry and just let him go and be like, i hate that girl <laughs> i fucking hate her I despise. God. you know he would do that too that's the, i know he would did i did i tell you somebody messaged me trying to speak to him trying oh my god it was yeah that was probably one of the highlights of my week um was i don't recent it was like it was two-ish months ago it was before yeah. we moved to um the, this place i think yeah and it was like it was one of those things like you can kind of smell them from a fucking mile like he was like hello can i get you on a video call and i was like how much I money yeah. can i put on this being related to brad somehow yeah <laughs> and then like i was like hey what's up 
picture of Brad. This man follows you. I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. God damn it, dude. I don't. That's that's fucked up. I had some I had some purple check marks. Some colleagues reach Uh out and be like, I want to play video games. And I was like, oh, yeah. Um, And uh, they were like, bring Brad. And I'm like, no, no. Why don't you fuck off? Yeah. (laughs) And that's weird. I've never had that happen before. You know, I hear a lot of people talking about like, there's like the classic, the classic thing like, oh, guys, there's snakes in the grass in the industry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's those classic tweets. I don't, I find I don't get that as much as I think. I don't either. I think the, the, you know, what we perpetuate maybe online by everyone tweeting, because the classic thing is everyone sees one thing and then there's 50 tweets about it that make it seem like it's a bigger thing than it is. Yeah, um, or it's somebody who got personally butthurt by something and they tweet out snakes in the grass and yeah. you're like, okay, but that person isn't going to do the same thing to like literally everybody else. Yeah. You know? I, there's, it's like there's, that whole boy who cried wolf thing. There's a lot of people that like, that like treat it like Hollywood stuff like that. And it's yeah. been very freeing for me to separate myself from that side of it and, and just like be able to see it. You know, like I, I, I always want to ask my chat, like, can you guys tell when streamers do streamer things? Like, you know, like when we tweet out like, Hello, how are all of you? Like that people are going for easy engagements or so on and so forth. Like, do you guys know that if we share a GIF on our tweet, it gets us more engagements because of Twitter? Like there's what were you gonna say? Weird comments on Instagram. Those always pull me out of the post. Yeah. When they 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 have a very pretty picture and their whole feed is curated and they do a paragraph and then they ask the call to action question at the yeah, bottom yeah it's like, like what did you eat today and i'm like, like oh god ah. yeah i i read something somewhere um or maybe it was from one a uh, video that i watched where somebody had said to document things and not create things yeah and that's given me a, a very like a much more freeing perspective now because it's it's hard to create things. I think yeah. to, to pair it, even with the guy said, it's hard to create things. It's fucking exhausting. So, yeah. but it's a lot easier to document. Um, I always try and do that with my Instagram or like anything. I, I don't, can't fucking yeah. find the. That's the, how I got, that's how I got started in wedding photography. I yeah. used to blog my life. I used to just document my life because I was paranoid of losing all my memories. <laughs> like actually was terrified that yeah. I would forget things one day. So I just started taking pictures of everything. And then eventually my blog got, fairly popular and yeah. people were like will you come photograph my wedding and that's how the whole thing started oh shit uh, was because of that yeah so I'm definitely in the document rather than create camp and don't think about like you know uh i have to share this or i should share this share yeah. what you want to share or something where you look at it and you go oh man that's awesome yeah document that don't sit there and go what should i put on my instagram i guess i should do an outfit of the day and you know, all these kinds of things. Think about what you would want to see and what you might want to remember in, you know, 10, 15 years from now, or even two years from now. Right. I, I find now that I just kind of, I go with the flow and Mm -hmm. I think it's very easy to, to make that flow default apathetic to those things that we know are like, like what we should do. Um, Mm -hmm. It's very easy to like go against that grain, but I do. And I hate it. I'm like, I know, why am I shooting myself in the foot? Yeah, like it's not a bad thing to go with the grain. You know, it's not a, it's it not a bad thing either. So, it's not always, but, but it feels, it feels disingenuous. disingenuous to me. And yeah. so even though I know I should be asking a question at the bottom of my, of my Instagram post, and sometimes I might even want to know, I want to know the answer to that question. Yeah, yeah. But because it's 
what you're supposed to do, it feels gross. And mm -hmm. I just don't want to do it. But there are ways around that as well. You know, talk about, you know, how you feel about it and then ask a question related to that rather than just like, you know, a picture of you on a cliff with a gorgeous view and then going, be like, what did you eat today? Yeah. Like, well, there's, I mean, then, then you can tell the people that, that, that try, I mean, and yeah. it's also, it's one of those, one of the situations where I usually, and then I'm, I'm then forced to look at them and be like, well, is this their like four hour work week or something? Is this their, their minimal effort thing? And they're just like firing off a fucking like, yeah, I know I can post this, get 4,000 views. And all I have to do is ask a question and yeah. 800 more replies will come in. Right. Like how, yeah. how automated is it for, uh, for them? I, I wish, I wish I could fucking juggle all of that, man. I wish I could. Yeah. I wish somewhere in my four pillars were social media, but social media fucking drains me. It's, <sighs> It I just want to yell at people shitty. on Twitter, so I can't do that anymore. I, I had like two yeah, years of yelling at everybody. That was great. That was a great two years, but I can't do it anymore. Yeah, I'm a huge <laughs> and I've, I've always really been a huge fan of mute. And I know that that's like a huge controversial issue, but I, I just honestly, I don't understand it. Mm. I had somebody also say it's disingenuous if you follow someone, but you mute them. And I'm like. No, because we're colleagues and I, A, I support them and mm -hmm. their content. I personally just don't want to digest how they choose to use Twitter. Like I'm using Twitter in a different way than the way they want to use it. Yeah. I still like them as a person. I just, it's not good for my mental health to see that first thing in the morning. Oh, you, so you got to curate your that. life. Yeah. And B, I need to be able to reach out to them when we want to collaborate. It's not yeah. like I don't like the person and I'm just following them because I don't want to tell them I don't like them. It's not personal. It's like work. And what you said, you've got to curate your life is so important. Social media is new sort of to yeah. us as it's, being it's, an in integrated part of our lives. Exactly. There eventually will be, I feel like lessons. Like people will just say, well, this is how we learn and how we teach each other. Okay. Part of, having social media in your life is that you need to learn how to properly curate it yeah. to what you want to see and how it's going to affect your mental health. You need to look at that and realize when that's happening to you, right? I know when I get in a certain mood and I'm looking through social media, because it's not always, mm -hmm. a lot of times I look at my call, like my work Instagram, I look at it and I'm like, oh, great. And I can give constructive feedback. I can get really inspired when I look at their work. But there are days where if, when I start looking at it, that imposter syndrome comes up and I start feeling like shit about my own work. Right. And I recognize it now really early on. And then I go, Oh, oh time to get off. And I don't go back to it for two days. Yeah. That's and good. Then I'm fine. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I deleted Twitter off my phone for the same reason. Like I still yeah. kind of get around it now. I go to the browser sometimes, but I spend yeah. significantly fucking less time on it. Um, yeah. And I, you know, what sucks is I still, I still feel guilty about the amount of time I spend on it on Twitter because it's, or on the, on the PC because it's uh, yeah. so accessible in a browser. So now when I'm scrolling and I click the home feed again to refresh, I'm like, no, like fuck off. Like, like close, like close. Cause I'm like, this is I'm doing it. I'm just going to sit here and cycle and fucking filter and, or go through my, what is it? The feed constantly. Yeah. And that is wanna... like, that's too addicting. That's too relieving. Yeah, well, that's why they designed it that way. Exactly. Right? Like yeah. they know that. They know yeah. all of that. 100%. Um, I want to program, I want to design a bot, like a home assistant for your computer that can actually help you with all of that. Where I wish. it, I know that there are um, 
devices or plugins that you can get for your browser that'll stop you from going to certain websites. Right. I really want something more intuitive that can look at how I spend time on the internet, analyze it and go, let's cut this by only 10 minutes. Like I'm not going to block the site for you, but you've hit your limit and let's switch here or it can just pop up new tasks yeah. for my, for my magpie of a mind and I can get excited about it, but it knows that my creative hours are from this time to this time. Like if I'm on the computer at 9am pop up Lightroom for me and be like, Oh, cause the moment I see it, I'm going to yep. want to yep. dive in and create. And then it plays like a nice relaxing tune and then switches to something else. Like, Oh, here's your Spotify. Go ahead and curate a playlist for five minutes. Cause I know you need that right now. Think... You know, I want that to exist. I know it's dangerous because of how much information you have to give up for it to be able to curate that for you. And obviously some company has to have that information, but yeah. I don't care. But I just it. want it to, I want it to help me with my life and what plants I need to water when, and just all of it. Just no, I'm, help I'm, me, I'm right there with you. Like, like help me, God. help me automate it because it, all of those things that I see, you know, in all the space sci-fi movies where it's like, Oh, there's a little display where it shows them literally every, oh, why can't I have that? Like what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. I think when we move to Austria, I'm going to start to set up a smart home. Um, yes, because I think they've they've already got some of the workings in one of the houses that we're going to be moving into um, of that. So like, fuck, yes, like, I got a Google Home that they sent. Spotify just sent a whole bunch of people the the free. Did you get one, too? No, the Google Home Mini. But oh, okay. I bought I bought the Alexa. Yeah, Mini. I've got to set it up to my Sonos still, but I've got it to set it up to my Sonos. So like, yeah. And and it and they have um, outlets that you can get that yep. are just smart outlet attachments. Yep. But I saw that. Honestly, I never thought I would say this, but the Google Home actually has really helped me in silly, weird, basic ways that, yeah, I could write it down, but the time it takes me to pull out my phone, pull out the app that I need to write yeah. myself a reminder, type it in, I just go, I don't have time for that. I will remember it. I'll yeah. have to remember it. And then I just don't do it. Now I can just say, you know, hey, remind me to do this. And it does it. And it's perfect. And I, it's well, great. I love like, no, I, lo I love the idea of that, too. Like, I, I really wish there was a way for me to to go like, hey, so and so remind me of this. And then it pops up on my PC whenever I need it. And I know oh, that God, you can kind so of good. do that with Google and Alexa, but it's not yeah. it's not the like clean UI that I want. And yeah, it's not, it's not streamlined and it's still janky. Like, yeah. OK, so to sidetrack, I'm a fucking I'm an I'm an Apple person now because I I just hate everything laid out or how Android is laid out. Yeah. but. I desperately miss Google Assistant. Yeah. I desperately fucking miss it. You have an Android, right? I do. Okay. And the Google, I also have the Google Home Mini. So the Assistant yeah. and that work oh! together. And it's, it I'm is, so jealous because Siri really nice. fucking sucks. She sucks so much. It's the worst. How? How do they have such a shitty fucking AI? It's so bad. Yeah. I don't it's like pretty bad. Like, hey, A, she doesn't hear me half the time. Yeah. And B, like it's it's literal basic commands and if you like go to search something i used to use my phone all the time for googling like i'd be like okay google okay google like yeah what is this what yep. is this what is this what is this now i can't now yeah. it's like if we ask something it's like hey can you download it for your iphone yes but it's not just off the get-go yeah right? like i same, you know yeah. it's not the hey siri i just used to look at my phone and ask and and that yeah. was amazing that was i know so good. you used to do it all the time at like you know gatherings and parties yeah. you'd just be like hey and then ask like, I don't, yeah i remember andrew used to make fun answer. of me for it but like yeah. i was like dude there is fuck you i know the answer now motherfucker instead of us yeah. arguing for an hour over who's right but we're neither of us are now we just know the answer 
Yeah. Like, and I wish I could do that and then have it plug into my PC, go into my Trello for like yes. the four in the morning D&D yes. ideas where I'm like, this needs to go into the Trello for D&D. I just whisper into my Alexa on my bedside, yeah. you know, I yeah. wish, I wish. Yeah. But like you said, I have to pull out my phone, I have to go to Trello, I have to add a new card. <sighs> well, there is a if then this that thing, mm -hmm. if this then that website. Have yeah. you heard of that? Okay. Yeah. So you can actually connect it with your, at least you can with the Google Home and Trello. So I can mm. say I want a new Trello card and it will add it for me, whatever I say after. Mm. It'll add it. I'd be and then I have to go in and organize where the card goes. But yeah. I mean, at least it puts it there for me. That'd be interesting if it can navigate between two different Trellos because I have a Trello specifically for ragtags. Um, you, you can oh. because you can say you can label it uh, like You'd be like the keywords this that you say are ragtags Trello, yeah. Trello okay. and then it'll put it in there for you, and then you can connect it to the right spot. Nice. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's I'm I'm gonna look into that because yeah. we I haven't hooked up this fucking Alexa yet or anything. Um yeah. I've I've done the thing where I'm like, I'm gonna hook it up to the Sonos, but I don't wanna do that yet, so I'm not gonna do anything. So of I'm it. not gonna hook it up yeah, at all. Yeah, like, I do whatever. the same fucking thing. And I also like I'm not ready to have that that she's I'm not ready to have her peeking into my home yet. That's yeah. uh I gotta yeah, get over the mine fear. sat wrapped for three months before I finally got up the courage to do yeah. it. But I, yeah. I I do quite like it now. I I wish Wild. I wish. I wish that we could just I like, know. Ugh, just I, everything. I want mine to maybe this is too revealing or whatever, but it is a constant struggle that I have. But I want mine to be able to tell me not just when I need to be doing things and keeping track of my schedule, but also you have a free hour here. I'm going to pull yeah. something and you've had a good day so far. I want it to know my moods. To be like, you have this long-term task that you've wanted to do, like clean out your YouTube. Yeah. You have an hour free right now. Why don't you do that? And yeah. then I also want it to be like, you have an hour free. And one of your priority goals is to read for an hour a day or 20 minutes. Why don't we do 20 minutes of that right now? And then I can say yes or no. I literally like want a babysitter. I want I it to you. pop up and be like, you. it's Go been a month teeth. since, since you called your mother. Yeah. Yeah. I, need, I, yeah. I need it to be like, you haven't talked to this person in a while. Would you like to call them now? Because yeah. I can't, I get, so, sometimes my anxiety or depression will get to the point where I just, I let all of that fall to the wayside because I just can't, I don't think about it. Yeah. So like, I definitely want an assistant that really knows me super thoroughly, which reminds me of a book that I would totally recommend called I Still Dream. I feel like it was written for me because it's basically about this topic. Yeah. And it just came out and I I definitely I can't remember can't remember the author's name. I think it's uh Smith is the last name, but it's I still dream. It's very good. So those listening that like this kind of stuff. James James Smythe. Yeah, Smythe. Oh, there we go. Okay, yeah. Smith, yeah. Smythe. Smith, it's whatever. Smell, it's spelled S M Y T H E, so that's yeah. like yeah, you you got to say the smile. Yeah. What is it about? Uh, it's just about um oh I'm going to say Google Home's assistants or assistants like this. Yeah. 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 Yep. Okay. Okay. I think that's enough of a of a general synopsis that you'd be okay. But if you'd like more of a synopsis, right. it's you know, this girl kind of like creates an AI intelligence and it spans over decades talking about how it affects humanity and whatnot. So it's it's really cool. Highly recommend. Wow. You said it just came out? 
Yeah, it's pretty recent, I'd say. In Probably 1997? Like, no, I mean, in the in the story he wrote, it goes back in time all the way to 1997. Oh, but yeah, okay. It just recently oh, came out. I'm like yeah. reading it's the thing here. It's a fiction book. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's okay. a fiction book, but... Um, that was going to be... That, that would have been hilarious. I would have carried yeah. that my whole day. Like, yeah. you didn't know that this <laughs> well, book was fucking out. 22 years old. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh. to be fair, that is something that I would probably do, but... Um, yeah, no, it's, it's important because they show what technology was like back then. And yeah. then also in 2000s and it's, it plays an important role in kind of understanding how quickly everything's happening and how, what could be possible in just 50 years time, you yeah. know? I yeah. mean, we, we've, we've only had this technological leap within the last 40 to 50 years, right? Yeah. Like, yep. I mean, there was, there was the industrial revolution way, way before, but like this technological leap here yeah, the this is the, the tech revolution it's for insane sure. um mm -hmm. especially when it goes into like what we can do with medical things now I, yep. fucking 20 years ago none of us would have ever thought that we could clone or grow a, an ear an organ a heart or whatever so on and so forth like we've successfully cloned a sheep like yeah. there's pox that um have you heard the, the stuff with like uh quantum teleportation and how it could i have cure people of diseases and so on and so forth that mm -hmm. is fucking insane to me that we've actually we've teleported something with yes. quantum um light or whatever the fuck it was called yeah that's that's insane to me i was talking to a it was like an 80 year old like school teacher over breakfast and he was telling me about it and he's like essentially like they don't want to cure cancer they could cure cancer but they don't want to because if you go through this then you would be a whole new person and i was like yeah but like, wouldn't you be like, would you keep your memories? You know, would you be the same person? To, can we what guarantee makes a person that? a person? Is it your right. memories? Is it your, yeah, you know, it's just, there's a lot to consider there, yeah. but yeah, they have, um, gosh, there's it's bizarre, man. This is a crazy, so crazy leap, to think about, right? We have, we're going to the moon in 2020. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're going back to the moon, back but, to the moon. and going to Mars. They're and calling it gateway. I can't. I <laughs> I can't process. We're gonna be teleporting just, up to that eventually. I just we're gonna never be teleporting thought, to gateway. Yeah, I just never thought I would be alive or to see this. Just because we're so caught up in making money, not yeah. necessarily exploration and knowledge. Mm. And where is the money in space? I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So I just assumed I wouldn't be alive or if I was, I would be much older and the earth would be in a much sadder state and it would be out of desperation, Right. which I still think it sort of kind of is. It kind of is. Yeah. 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 I, I think it, I really do. I think, I think the people that are very extremely wealthy and higher up now see if they want to continue with their lineage and all that, they've got to, they've got to go huh. off. That's not even some like tinfoil hat shit either. Like no, it's the, not. the, you know, um, Jeffrey Epstein, the guy that got fucking arrested, right? He, he was building a fucking temple on the Virginia islands to like fourth dimensional beings and shit, you know, like rich people are on some shit. Yeah. They're either, they're either so inundated with crazy hallucinogenic drugs that are like, that are telling them that there's some crazy shit going on, or there's obviously shit that we as microscopic suburban humans don't know right yeah either way both could probably be true um it's fucked it's fucked i'd say they're both probably true yeah 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 i'd, I'd say for sure there are things that aren't disclosed to the general public 
And I know that on a day-to-day basis, I'm like, oh, I wonder what this two or three steps up from what I know actually is, you know, like, I wonder how bad this really is. I do that a lot with, uh, with games actually, because I mentioned earlier, like I've experienced now, like meeting management and some of the middle management of a lot of game companies and seeing, um, like where a lot of people's time is placed and, and how poorly that can get managed on like something as simple as a game product. Right. So I do that now with a lot of games where like when a shitty game comes out, I'm like, well, how are they managed? You know, like, and I'm always going up fucking three rungs up the ladder. Yeah, like like, you can tell. And then I go, you know what? The script was probably glorious. And the change, you know, two thirds into the movie was probably a producer coming in and telling you to fucking do it differently. And it always drives me nuts. But (sighs) it sucks. I had to talk uh, with Brad like this at one point because he's very into production. Right. And uh, and he went to school for it. And he's like basically done that all his life. Um, If I'm not mistaken, he went to school for it. I'm pretty sure he went to school for it. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked a lot about it. He's like, it's ruined movies for him. It's fucking ruined. Yeah. That, that, because that's actually one of the the first things. That's one of the first things we bonded over was um, Better Call Saul. We were talking about that show and how we could both, we would both stop the show because it would pull us out how great the cinematography was. And I'd be like, that's a great shot. Like, holy shit. And then I just need to talk about it for five minutes before I moved on in the show. But I think I anyway. do that. I do that a lot with the. Uh, um, oh God, was it? I think it's the boys. The boys. Well, has, I haven't seen that yet. It's fucking good, man. It's like identity crisis, basically. <gasps> it's just. Oh well, then I'll absolutely watch that. Fucking, it's raw, like and dark. Um, you no, know, you know I like that. So it's, it's dark upon dark, though. You're gonna cry a lot. Um, okay i love it fuck, man but there's that there's a lot of like great shots and then there's a lot of moments where you can tell it was made by like amazon you know and, and not fucking hollywood like there's yeah. a scene where someone with superpowers or super speed is doing something and he's fighting and you can tell the actor like went in for the motion cgi cap and maybe like they just didn't do a second take because his punch hits but then the cgi is like a second later and it's a little mm. not telegraphed right and i'm sitting there like oh that ruined the entire fucking scene for me but i have to sit there and be like no they probably just didn't do a second take jay they were in the fucking new york subway of course they only did this in so many like you know there's probably someone on set like all right wrap it the fuck up we've been here for eight hours we're holding up traffic like there's so many weird situations that i have to justify that for myself yeah. or else it's a fucking ruined absolutely you know, ruined you know what bothers me how is it now in 2019 that we still have scenes where people aren't actually typing on the fucking keyboard? Yeah, that's absolutely fucking bizarre. Like, why? That's bizarre. That's insane. Unplug it and like, actuate those fucking keys. And when you like, have I, fake phone calls and shit. Yeah. Like we've all embarrassingly why? faked a phone call before, man. I know an app when I see one. Yeah. And, or I know, you know, like the yeah. phone would be on when you hold it up to your fucking ear. Like, yeah. Just literally call somebody else in the set and at least mute. Yeah. For like, fuck's sake. Yeah. Why? Small details, man. For fuck's sake. <laughs> That's all I can think of now when I hear that. <laughs> yeah, I, I a lot of those movies have been ruined for me because of that. It takes a lot now to to like pull myself out of a movie, a lot of shows like that. Um, you know, um oh god, there was a movie with Beyonce. Um it's like the one where she gets like stalked. Um, oh god i don't know if i could watch that <laughs> it's a movie about she like moves into a dream house with her uh, husband or boyfriend or something and then her ex-boyfriend comes back to to haunt her 
and he's like a stalker like a like you know means her harm um and there's i think there's like there's a such a formulaic way that sometimes they do those movies that i was able to like within the first 15 minutes of the movie they like fucking pan over the attic and down to the living room and i was like movie's gonna end right there he's gonna die and sure enough it fucking happens there and i was like that's you just you can't you shouldn't be able to read a movie that easily man yeah. like you of course it's like when the gm smiles when he rolls something or something you, you yeah. know that it's coming do you ever do that to fuck with them like nothing's actually well i guess you don't gm horror i gm horror so sometimes <laughs> i will purposely have a reaction so that they either feel safe or whatever and yeah. then it's not actually the case i i go off of theirs <laughs> suckers zot zot is a very like uh, responsive and emotive player. I can tell when I'm freaking him the fuck out. Um, yeah. And so it's very, it, I play off of him a lot uh, because he. I think he's the only one really who emotes yeah. on the show when yeah. I watch it. Yeah, so, so I yeah. play I play off of him a lot to see how things are going. Um, last week when I, I don't, I don't know if you saw, but when I put the voice in last week, they all freaked the fuck out. And I was like, yeah. oh yeah, nice guys. I Good was shit. actually building the bookshelf and both Mr. B and I had, you were up on yeah. the, the, yeah, big oh, Mac you. computer I have in the bedroom. Yeah, yeah. of course. The, Anytime um, I can watch it, I'm watching it. That song Peachy made was fucking killer. Um, yeah. The orchestral Peachy's song. He's been killing it lately. He's been amazing. Like, he's always amazing. But lately, I don't know what's going on, but like, whew. Yeah. He's just, uh, that song, Stuff I was like, pumping out is insane. hey, Peachy, can you like do this? I like made a, uh, I linked him um, one of my favorite Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood songs yeah um and uh and he's like 20 minutes later he's like yeah you mean like this and i was like oh how fuck. thanks dude he just he said years later years on of experience yeah PB, that's how he said but. later on on thursday he's like yeah i was just i was making music i was in the mood like you just you hit me up and i yeah of course i can bang that out but that was i was like can you do this he's like you mean like this but and, and then i i was like yeah but can you make it a combat song and he hits me with like jay what no i was like fuck but why not? <laughs> that's Please? me. That's me like going to an artist like, can you make it happier? Or like, I, it just seems like a little more oomph, maybe. And he's just yeah. like, Jay, and you? he's like, no, I'd have to rewrite it. I'd have yeah. to change the beats per minute. You know, so I can't yeah, just... he was like, I can take it and maybe sample it for a combat song, but I can't, you know, make a combat song. And I was like, OK, fine. I'm just going to use it as a combat song. Fuck you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> do sorry, what I want. I actually I always get a little guilty there when I use his songs and and I use them not in the way that he sent them over for, you know, like not what he intended. Oh, you don't for. think he loves that? I don't know. I don't know. There was a, he made a comment a couple of weeks ago where he was like, I love when Jay uses one of my songs and I don't realize or whatever. Right. But he's, cause he's, he did a lot of music for Ilios as well. So sometimes I'll reuse those songs and you know, they're made to, some of them have like a more desert theme. I don't know why, but music I always get stuck up on. Right. Yeah, so sometimes I feel wrong using that kind of music and I'm like, please don't notice please like yeah yeah uh, i think i'm the same i feel like we gm very very similarly yeah um yeah and i when people are asking in my chat and stuff about that i will always compare the two of us together in the same group like, right yeah right. jay and i do this the same way um music's really important for me because hearing that will help me improvise better right like if i can hear that and visualize it's much easier for me to be in that space mm -hmm. than if there is silence or the wrong music because then i'm thinking about that rather than yeah yeah what's happening i guess yeah. you ever like put on the wrong music and then you're like oh fuck now i've got to yes. change it oh yep. man and, and the then i won't right away 
because it pulls me out more right. or it pulls the players out more if I'm like, that's not the right track. Right. Because that has happened to, to me while I'm as a player. Somebody's put the wrong thing on and then going, oh, that's not right. Hang on a minute. And it pulls me way out. <laughs> so I'm just like, OK, let's 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 not. I still do that. I do it as a GM kind of because like. I have to when I'm producing ragtags, I mean, like I don't do a lot of the production, right? It's brand. Yeah. Um, but when I'm doing the music, I still with ragtags try and make it feel like it's a home game, like it's yeah. uh, around the table, you know, so like that's why I never have any any issue being like, what do you guys want to do? Like, you, yeah. you, you need to take a minute, like do this in character, take a minute, guys, like chill or, you know, just taking them out of character and being like, all right, what's going on? Um. Because then I feel I find there's like very clear, you know, all right, you're in. OK, you're out. All right, you're in. Uh, but the music thing, I can never they they just have to fucking deal with that. I think that's yeah. like I feel like that's what you do at a home game, right? Well, if you I like used reach to play over music you, at a home game yeah, as well. Yeah, always. It, it can fuck up all the time. You smack the iPad, you hit the wrong song. Yeah. Oh, shit. One sec. Right. Yeah. Um, it's a and lot more difficult on a show. Yeah. Well, yeah. But you're I think I think what you're going to say that makes it feel more like it's a, a it's a home game. game. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Is that like, oh, and then. Sometimes breaking character to laugh and enjoy each other's company, you know, yeah. like I'm, this isn't a scripted show. I'm not like an actor. This is like, this is us, our friends. We're sitting down and we're playing and yeah, we keep in mind that it's a show and it's your entertainment and you yeah. guys are watching it. But I think at the core, we're still a group of people that are enthusiastic about the game that want to play. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's never, ever felt, at least on Table Story. I know there's a whole bunch of listeners maybe who have no idea what we're talking <laughs> about, but at least on Table Story, I've never, ever seen anything where I felt like, oh, they clearly are, you know, we're just producing this. Yeah. You know, this isn't a thing. It's always felt like peeking in to a home session, maybe a, an enthusiastic one with music and lights, but to our table. Yeah. <laughs> Which has always been the goal. I mean, we've, we've, oh, we've kicked ass. There's some, Good shit on table story that's some some good shit it's only getting better um brad and i literally never expected this to even grow into the child that it has i keep i keep telling my stream it can speak now yeah. um so we've the got a toddler a, yeah we gotta send it off to school one of these fucking days geez it's like that video on twitter today of that little girl who put lipstick on herself <laughs> and her dad was like did you did you do that you know to yourself yes no <laughs> or it's mine where did you buy it home depot <laughs> Did you did you ask anyone per permission? I asked myself. <laughs> Queen, like she's just you know, that's that's table story, you know, I just growing, doing its own thing. I asked myself. I asked myself if it was okay to grow this size. But it's pretty much how we all do do our shows too, right? We're all like, hey, what'd you do? You did you, okay. You asked yourself. All right. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 how we have to do it as four people running it, right? Yeah. Like that's I also it. think it's amazing. The way that that works, you know, we all have our own shows, and I, at least I feel like there's an intrinsic trust there where it's like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, well, you know, whatever he's going to do for his show is going to be amazing, and it'll be cool. Yeah, and it's, it's, maybe I'll do something similar next time for mine, or how can I incorporate that if it's successful on his yeah. show or his table? Um, yeah. You can tell we all we all take that inspiration a little bit from each other too. Like no matter yeah. what, like we all started to go for more like feeling and more kind of. Uh, um, I don't know what's the uh, what the word I'm thinking of is like maybe more personal campaigns like after you started to show us how right and uh, oh, yeah and there's been like Brad's taken some things from me he took the like why do you, who do you love who do you hate so on and so yeah. forth the the character intros to D and D I take a lot of those things from playing games with whack and I'm like okay well here was my pain point as a player I never want that to happen to my players let's change this from then on forth it's really yeah. cool we've got like a 
just a content factory of D&D. Yeah, and it's, you know, I think it's probably pretty rare to run into people who are willing to learn from each other in that way. Right. Because right. at least in a corporate environment, people get really threatened very easily and mm -hmm. set in their ways and like, oh, well, I do it this way and my way is better rather than just looking at everything as flat, you know, yeah. like, oh, I'll just pull this and I'll pull that. There's yeah. no better way or bad way or my way is not bad because this way is good. Mm -hmm. But I like that. So let me take that and use it and grow rather than be better or worse i don't know no no so i get what you that's mean something i really love about the four of us is that we will happily grab from each other and go i like what you did there i'm, I'm going to use that and mm -hmm. it doesn't make me feel bad to do so it's also there's like a little bit of, i mean we have delegation going on we technically have you know almost employees at this point and i i have kind of employees for my stream i've got people that help and it's so weird to think about that now like as as a as a creator like when I so when I like uh, made that big move of like leaving leaving would you kindly um, somebody was giving me a little shit for it like they were like I don't get like how it can make your life like stress free and I was like well I run a fucking company man like we we have we have table story man this is a yeah. this is a thing you know this is a fucking child that's running around yelling at people and we've got to I've got to go to the supermarket now and get it out of the fucking supermarket take it out of yeah. Home Depot like. <laughs> Um, and that's like, that's a, it's strange realizing that, um, it needs as much love as it does now, you know, it, it used to be a very passive thing, I think for all of us. And now we're kind of having that moment where a lot of our workflow is like worked out really well, where we, we all kind of have it as this passive thing. It's like a thing that we've, some of us have poured like 10 hours a week or 10 hours a day into, uh, yeah. at one point and then doesn't, you know, like we don't hold it against anyone that doesn't because you know, you stream, Brad streams, Brad used to have another job, I stream, I have other things to do. So like, it's interesting that we've, we've gotten this like really fucking awesome workflow that now is just like super malleable, really just kind of comes and goes as the tide rises and lowers. That's, that's how I try and I think set up a lot of my things now. Um, and it's, it's weird influencing that, but also good. Like I've got to look up now, you know, like how to help other people manage time and then yeah. come back and be like, Hey guys, I think we should do this. Hey yeah. guys, I think how we should do, do it this. as a group. Yeah. You know, yeah. Mm -hmm. Here's like, especially with the four pillars thing. Um, when we were talking about a table story and I was going, well, we need four pillars. Let's think of the four things that we put out as a company so yeah. that we can. And that happens when we were revamping the Patreon, Yeah, which yeah. is something I think people also forget that that's something that can change. It all goes back to that. Like it doesn't yeah. have to be this way forever, but you know, let's revisit the Patreon and see, mm -hmm. is this making our lives so complicated that we right. are not able to deliver properly? Well, how can we give them what they want at, an expense that is sustainable sustainable you know? yeah yeah no it's a, i mean it, there's there's very real realities you have to be able to put in the time and make that worth their time and the money that they're giving um yeah. and that's i see a lot of my streams like that as well yeah. you know like i and you also have to not devalue yourself either because no. no. sometimes because i will do that so i don't know if people listening are also doing this but i'm i'm with you we are together holy shit i will go well why the fuck would somebody want to pay five dollars a month for that no you have to make it worth more than that you have to do more than that right for it to be worth it and that's just devaluing your own self-worth um but for some reason i can do that with photography i can be like that is a steal 
Yeah. I'm so confident in my work there that it doesn't bother me. But because my stream is like so personal mm-hmm. and, you know, me really, it's just so much harder to do that with yourself, especially you undefined. are as a brand. Yeah. Like right. as, a, as a photographer, you have a, you, this is what a good photo looks like. This is what yeah. makes a good photo. This is yeah. what lights a good photo and makes a good subject and so on and so forth. Right. You have yeah. years of experience, but like, there's no school that we went to that's like how to do a better stream, you know, yeah. so on and so forth. It's we're just flying by the seat of our fucking pants. So and a great it's, day. It's subjective to, yeah. in a way that photography is as well. Like I know my audience. Mm-hmm. I know my demo because of the way that I shoot. So I know who's going to find like my work and I know yeah. who's not going to. Um, and the streaming is sort of the same way. Eventually, you know, your audience, you know, who is going to be attracted to your type of stream and you can be okay with that like that's knowledge that you can then use to approach brands that are a good match rather than you just pitching something that isn't a good match for your audience that kind of thing so you have to quantify yourself like yeah yeah that's i mean that's that's it at the end of the day (laughs) it's it's weird it's weird and it is hard yeah like you were talking on your stream the other day you're like what do we do with our branding like i'm a pumpkin berry and i like space blah 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 like dude i got a fucking potato like what do i do potatoes i'd say we're both in a similar situation because we don't have a clear defined like yeah i know but i just you're pumpkin berry man that's i know that's you right just like jay is a part of me there's there's on-screen jay and there's off screen Jay. That's why in Numenera, I was like, man, you guys get streamer Jay. This is going to suck. <laughs> like I'm streaming. Whoops. Um, I think we we have to identify ourselves in those personalities. Like and there's nothing wrong with it. Like, I don't know, maybe I just I used to hate labels, but I actually don't mind them because now they they help me like figure out things. I mean, maybe that's just born from medical anxiety, but <laughs> I, I like labels in that. I mean, I can see both sides, but I like labels as long as I remember to challenge them, which is something I was doing this year for myself. I I heard you talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. I just said to myself, I'm not a morning person and I'm not a runner. I think if this all started from trying to wake up early in the morning and just Mm. like, oh, I'm not a morning person or I'm not a coffee person and just writing off a whole bunch of different, uh, not necessarily experiences, but perceptions of myself, which I was finding more important. Like I know I don't necessarily, you know, I am not okay at recreational use of drugs like heroin. Does that mean that I'm missing out on an experience of heroin? You know, like I, I get that, Mm -hmm. but I also don't want to fall into the trap of, you know, I can't have a balcony garden because I don't have a green, green thumb. Well, have I actually tried? Do I even know if I want to be a coffee person? Yeah, you've already written that narrative for yourself. Yeah, and I want that. Sometimes I want that to change. Yeah. Maybe I don't. Maybe I try this new thing. You know, maybe I try getting up in the mornings and I find I don't really like it. Cool, I can go back. But at least I've challenged that idea of myself that I put there. I put it there. Nobody else gave it to me. But who am I without my labels like that? Who am I without that identity? It's, It's weird to just kind of try to strip that away and pick stuff that you want to try to either rewrite or just integrate and then decide if you want to keep going. It's yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It's a slippery slope. It's a really Mm -hmm. slippery slope. Like I feel like if I was talking to a therapist, they'd be like, you are going to eat yourself up. 
And I'd be like, you're absolutely fucking right. I will. But mm -hmm. I think there's like, there's also being able to see that. Like I always say to other people, like if you can see it, then you can at least avoid it or at least see it again in the future. Mindfulness is huge, right? So after eight years now of like, I still got this, I've got this guilt where I'm like, I haven't put everything into streaming, you know, like I've not, I've not given it everything. So who knows? That might be the next two years, but it's still good. I to would like, like you to, to see like, that. Yeah, I think I think I have put everything into streaming at some point, And there's probably I mean, like, I've been here for eight years, right? So there's highs and lows. And I've seen plateaus. And you know, now I'm looking behind and I'm like, shit, could have done this, right? Hindsight is 2020. Yeah. But like I said before, like Twitch online creation, it's gonna be here for a while. Um, yeah. Even if Twitch isn't, there's still YouTube, there's still podcasting, exactly, so on and so forth. It's it's, again, like, there's so much variety. I don't know. So it's not like it, it's okay to take care of myself for a bit, go on yeah. a little bit of a hiatus, come back and be well, like, that's what I mean by hundred percent. Yeah. Just so we're clear. Like I feel no, like no, you I get doing it. what you're doing right now is giving you a hundred percent and your potential for Twitch a hundred percent, because yeah. if you don't water yourself first, you can grow to the point where you can handle and juggle all the other things that you might want to do. Right. Um, you know, but going after these things that you've always said you've I've been watching you for wait how long now two two years three years I don't know you've always said I think a podcast would be cool I'd love to yeah, do right? coffee time yeah. right and now you're doing it now it's here and, yeah now Apple. it's here yeah <laughs> and Spotify oh it's dope I don't know what's next but this is uh this has been really interesting to set up because it's it's something very functional very easy to do yeah. like it honestly is very easy to do so far um i think probably because i'm relying on all of these eight years of streaming like eight years of yeah. contacts of people to yeah. just hit up be like yo do you want to chat like hey you know yeah. what coffee time is i mean every, a lot of people have tuned into coffee time so like mm -hmm. when frank was on she was like so what are we talking about i was like i don't fucking know let's go yeah, like, like, <laughs> when you asked me you asked me is there anything yeah. that you want to talk about i went uh, i've seen coffee time no like let's yeah, just go whatever that, happens happens like i said you were the first person i asked because i I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to want to assume. Um, it, was, it was good questions to ask. You also, you know, did the right thing of being like, is there anything that is off limits? You know? Yeah. yeah. So that's that's an important question to ask, I think. But no, man, I talked about the impoverished in Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, it's you know what? Honestly, it's actually constantly on my mind. And I know that, you, it's you've it's come up the last two times. I think we've hung out. Yeah. Talk yeah. About it, yeah. Probably. Probably because I see him all the time. Jeez. Well, and also we we were at a time. So I think we yeah. probably think on that a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really interesting. Like when I move to Austria, I'm going to have those crazy culture differences. You know, the biggest the biggest fucking thing is they're not polite. <laughs> They're not polite and it's going to kill me. That's the two things I'm giving up is 30 ping to any server. I'm so sad about that. I honestly am like, I'm so excited to move. I really am. But if there's yeah. one thing to be sad about, it's losing 30 ping to any fucking server. <sighs> and also, um, most times that we've been, there's just like a lack of uh, courteousness. I feel uh, uh, comparatively to Canada, you know, yeah. um, obviously you don't have like, you don't have to hold a door open for someone when they're 10 fucking feet away. 
Um, oh, but God, that drives me crazy. I love you, Canada, but for <laughs> fuck's sake, I'm I'm crossing the street right now. Yeah, like I'm yeah. I haven't even hit the sidewalk, and you're holding the door for me. Stop it! Now I have to run to get to the door. I just hit the fucking button now when people are coming by. I hit the that's hit the yeah, that's nice. Button. That's yeah. very nice. But I always I also make sure to fucking say thank you to people when I see them do it for me. Um, yeah. so sometimes I'm that guy when I like hold the door open and someone walks through and they like acknowledge me, but they don't say anything. And I'm like, yeah, you're welcome. Like, cause it's like, you've, I'm not, I'm not your butler. Don't, like I did yeah, this Yeah, don't you. take this, yeah. this for granted, you know, it's in not Austria, like this everywhere. I did that. I held the door open for a couple in Austria and the guy looked at me like insultedly, like, cause apparently it's his job. Right. And, and she, like the, the girlfriend looked at me as well, like, and they went through and I was like, I don't fucking care. Like, just move. You're you're in the way. That's why I'm holding the door. You got there yeah. before me. I'm holding it open for you so I can speed your fucking way out of my way. But they were just like, oh, oh and kind of scoffed a little bit. And I was like, man, I move like move. There's, you're welcome. Yeah. Right. We've uh, we went into when Vio had colored hair, we went into a restaurant and we got refused because of that. And that was probably the biggest shock. Like, yeah, because I was like, what? Excuse me. I'm a Twitch partner. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't you know who I am? Do you know who I am? No. Well, you should. It's, it's, it's weird. It's weird. That's going to be a huge, huge culture shock. I don't know. Like, I, I hopefully I'll get used to it. I'm OK with speaking German. I'm excited to learn a new language. That's going to be fucking awesome. But uh, yeah. What's I'm trying to learn because, you know, Miranda lives there now. So yeah. I will practice with you. Hell yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to do streams and be able to like talk in, in German and English and, you know, be a little bit more worldly. Maybe do two streams, like one in the morning, one at night for my regular time. Like, who knows? I, all I know is it's seven months away, right? Seven months it's, away. So, yeah, that's going to be exciting. It's going to be amazing. How long has it been? How long have we been talking? Uh, oh two hours. God. Two hours. Right? Just flies yeah. by. Yeah, it does fly by. Oh, let's let's go ahead. Let's yeah, start to wrap time. up here. Thank yeah, you yeah, so yeah. much. Thank you yeah, for thank joining me. Thank you for me, having Pete. me. I appreciate it. This has been a blast. Thank you for all the help as well. Um, because you are the reason so that I got on Spotify and Apple, and you know, and you've been helping out and you've been giving me all the all the tips. Um, can you do me a flavor and shout out your podcast? Because I you were talking about it yesterday. I absolutely can do that. Um, it is called The Deep Dive, and you can find it at deepdivecast.com. And it's the conversation that happens after your favorite video game ends. So we'll pick something that we really enjoyed. And the guest and I will just sit down and talk about, you know, how it made us feel and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So it's really good. Soon, PB and I will be on Deep Dive talking about Path of Exile. Path of Exile. No, yep. we can't. I can't do that to you. It'll literally suck your entire life apart. You'll be like, I don't think this is my kind of game. And then when you find the meta game, That's the why I want it. The gold I want line. to talk to you about it. I really do. It's actually, I really do. There's, I just, I, I love games like that. Games, RuneScape, anything. I'm a very task focused person. Anything I can go, this is the goal. Complete it. So. <sighs> We're going to talk in. about Path of Exile. We will. We will. Yep. All right. I love you. I appreciate yeah, you. I love Thank you too. You so Thank much. you so much for having me. This is a dream to see this, you know, podcast live. And if you're listening and you don't know who Jay is, go check out his Twitch channel. Cause he does this like every day on his stream. It's great. He'll just sit and have a conversation and I've been watching him for years and mm. really, really happy that the podcast is a thing. 
So. Thank you. Thank you so yeah. much. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. I appreciate it. Make sure to go uh, listen to our other episodes with uh, Frank the Pegasus and Romcom and any future so good. episodes. And I think uh, the saying is subscribe, like, and comment. Um, uh, no, I don't no, know how it is for podcast. What is it? What it's is it? rate and review. Please, I'm begging you. It rate means so much. Go to Apple. Give it a rating. Give it a review. If you have okay. two minutes out of your day, this is our one call to action for this entire <laughs> This episode. is our one call to Please action. do it. Average view time, 130 and 43 seconds. One call to action. Go rate and review. Thank you so much, everyone. See <laughs> you right, next thank Sunday. You. Thanks, PB. Thanks for grabbing a cup with me. Mm -hmm.